In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Welcome to Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit, the only wrestling podcast on the planet bringing you fake real crimes, or is it real fake crimes in the world of professional wrestling every week? I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting, starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Scanmyboob.com. Yeah, we still haven't registered it. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Anyway, no, I'm doing great, man. It's um, uh, been a, uh, it's been a uh, W great week. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a week. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I ram, rammed a page. Yeah. And enjoyed some wrestling on Friday night. Yes, it was, it well, was, it, it's been a it's been a good week, and we'll get into all of that. But first, I've, I'd like I've to enjoyed welcome. one third of wrestling on Friday night, <laughs> and then we'll get into all of that. I'll uh, I'll introduce our other co-host, JLB from up north. What's going on, man? How are you? It goes good, good sir. It goes good. Uh, definitely, am excited to talk about this week. A lot of wrestling, so a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of ugly. And uh, a little bit of everything, so I'm stoked. So, yeah. so when we get into the talking about it, I'm going to be up front here. I'm going to maybe let you guys talk about the bad, because I'm going to try to keep it positive this week. Because, frankly, I've been a little stoked in this last five days of wrestling. Um, we, we're not going to talk about Monday, because Monday sucks. Yeah. But, but, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday... And even a little bit of what, you know, anything that went on today was pretty decent and, and all around. So, But we'll get into all of that. Um, before we do, though, I'd like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So if you enjoy this show, you can head over to tatnusco.com. Link is going to be in the doobly-doos um, for uh, access to all the other shows on the network. Learn more about Tatnus as well there. And then uh, come back for our fantasy booking every Tuesday. But we do uh, these live streams Sunday nights and Tuesday nights at 1030 Central. Uh, it's a little late. We understand. Not everyone's going to stay up to, to do it. But if you have a chance, come join us on our live streams, YouTube and Facebook. You can find us Raw and Order WBU. Uh, we'd love to see you on there. Otherwise, they're going to be up for replay. And you can also still listen to them podcast-wise, just like you always did before. So, um but yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into talking about uh, this week in wrestling. And because I said I'm going to try to keep it positive, I can let you guys go first with the negative if you want to get it out of the way. Um, I, I'm assuming we've got some negative coming from Yeah, I can, I can totally pull this off. Okay. <laughs> first of all... Uh, why is there so much wrestling in a week that JLB has to wait till Sunday night right before the podcast to poop? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> we got no pre-show with JLB. Of course, we didn't get very much with me or Smarks because Smarks sent it out about eight minutes before it started. Yeah, it was, 
It's running a little and bit I late. To, I was I way to give our secrets. Way to give our secrets. Sorry, right. sorry. Right. Hey, my he he had to give away our secrets. Uh, what was it? Tuesday or two Tuesdays ago, when when he had to talk for fifteen minutes before I was able to get on because somebody was somebody who's right below me here, <laughs> right there. I feel like feel like I'm in the Brady Bunch intro and looking <laughs> right there. Hey man, this going to actual physical school is kicking my ass. Like from physical schools, <laughs> I'm still working from home, but then I got to rush home. I work literally, I, I get home 15 minutes before. It's, I was a lazy bastard during COVID. So it's really yeah, kicking me in the keister. That's for sure. But but it's college, so you know you can you can break some rules in college. I mean, you can well, just wait in the back of the class. Oh, I mean, I can, but I mean, it's more just coming home and going to work. At work, I can't show up late, so no, no, an exhausting, an exhausting week. But you know, it is what it is. It's got to get done. No one's here to hear my misery. They're here. They're here to hear about crimes, ladies and yes. gentlemen. That's right, crimes. An so exhausting week, says the person who doesn't have children. This is why I don't have children, because I think I would just be dead. No, I'm, I, that's I'm the sure, reason. I'm pretty sure there's another reason you don't have children. Um, Speaking of children, my son actually pointed out that I have an extension on my mic, which is really cool. I didn't know yeah, that. Very cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Make, make a little yeah. And that is why you have kids, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I can figure <laughs> out technology. Hey, will you program my VCR real quick? Dad, what's the VCR? Anyway, <laughs> um, so I do. I do actually have a crime. Um, this has been a frustration of mine um, in past feuds. I, I. It's also part of part of the reason I so heavily enjoyed the Fiend versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Um. Anytime you double up a feud, which which every week Smarks sends us, well, not every week, but most weeks Smarks sends us a breakdown of the number of rematches um, that have occurred on each individual show. And those are rematches that have occurred within the last six months, correct? Something like that, yeah. I mean, like that. sometimes so, it's just a little, as little as 90 days, but it's still. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a reasonable, uh, a close amount of time. When you have a feud that's building that's happened in the past, uh, we saw WWE do this really, really well with finally Kofi looking at Randy and saying, stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, when when you have that, you have to throw back to especially um, a great line in that. Now, we've got one more week before, before I can say this ha didn't happen. But... At some point, if you're going to have John Cena versus Roman Reigns, we are three face-to-face -face confrontations into this, and we have yet to hear. It's called a promo, son. You're going to be the big dog. You're going to have to learn how to do one. And I'm sorry, that is the best feud line that those two have ever had. Um, and and it was early in Roman's career. While he still, I mean, it was for WWE title when, when Cena was a little you know, like a regular, like a, a guy who was actually there. So um, I, that that frustration, this is the one that's going on right now, but it's happened in other places, and I feel like it needs to happen more often, especially with these longer-term throwbacks, these things that mattered six years ago 
and now they're back. Um, we saw a little bit of it with Edge and Orton, but not nearly as well as it could have been done. Um, you just if, if you're going to have those feuds, you must reference their past. That's 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 all I got. That's that's the crime well, for this one. I mean, they okay, they don't do it, but they did it for obviously Edge and uh, Seth, right? That's kind of based. They mentioned their past. And they made it work, I guess. Um, you they can't didn't really, really have a past, though. I mean, their past is the last six months. They don't no, have no, a past that that pushes they, way back those several. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. They made it a whole thing where twenty fourteen. It was something along the lines of in twenty fourteen, you had beaten me, and then you had always wanted to be like me. Blah blah blah. So it's not just Royal Rumble twenty nineteen. I think they even mentioned last the year before. For that, Edge actually also eliminated Seth Rollins during that Rumble. So there's been like a little past, and I forgot yeah, a little happened. recent. The, the the 2014, I still don't know what it is because Edge retired in 2011. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't 24. Maybe I'm getting my years messed up. Yeah, and uh, Seth wasn't Smart's, there until yeah. after 2011. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, they can't have a whole lot of Edge versus Seth. Uh, history stuff because most of it the time, there. That, yeah, that yeah. Edge, uh, that Seth was there, Edge wasn't. So, mm-hmm. um, now the only reason that uh, I am prepared to give them a little bit of pass on the it's called the promo kid is uh, because um, that was that was when uh, John Cena was a part timer. And part of that whole feud was that Roman Reigns was like, I'm a full-timer, you're just a part-timer. And John Cena was like, I'd rather be a part-timer. I can carry this company as a part-time better than you can full-time or whatever. Was John Cena already part-time at that point? He was already part-time. That was part of the, I could read the whole promo to you. Uh, yeah, it was 2016. So 2017. 17? Okay. Yep. So, I mean, it's more than a couple years old. Mm-hmm. That's... But, yeah, it was... Uh... Looks like it is April, uh, August 29th, 2017. So, um, almost four years, four years ago. Yeah. Um, but, but one of it is, uh, part of why I, I can understand them not wanting to reference it too much is it really was in many ways a low point in the, um, Roman Reigns push. Like yeah. it really exposed Roman Reigns for oh, not being prepared to be the dog. The big I think dog it's a time. good push back. I think I think having, I mean, Cena, you're a professional actor now, so now act like you messed up your lines, mm-hmm. and Roman can look at you and say, "It's called the promo, kid. If you want to be on my show, you're gonna have to learn how to cut one." Yeah, and so you know, I, 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 I think. I think WWE might not want to remind us hi- remind us of Roman's uh, failures in the past as much right now. And I like I say I'm I, I'm just giving him a little bit of a pass on that much because I can understand they don't want to remind us of the fact that it wasn't that long ago, just four years, that we did not like Roman Reigns at all, and Roman Reigns was trying to be the babyface and fucking sucking. I, I think it's fine 
if you remind us of that, because that's why he went heel. Because fans suck and they're horrible. And and right here in West Newberry, Massachusetts, you guys suck. I always say that because that's where Cena is from. I don't even know where they're wrestling at next weekend. Uh, right here in Phoenix, Arizona, you guys have shit all over me. That's where they're at next weekend. <laughs> so I just I I would like to see. I mean. Tying those threads together um, has worked very, very well in the past for both WWE, for WCW, for um, AEW currently is doing a great job of, of tying long-term threads together. Um, it, and the the fantastic part for AEW is they're throwing random people they didn't know six months into these this fabric and making it work. Um, but when you have a marquee event, if you don't tie those threads together, it, it it your audience remembers. Your audience posts things. Um, they go back and find those videos on YouTube. You know? Um, yeah. That's just that's just the other piece. Yeah. Um I I got to be honest, I think uh, so much of this is is WWE not being the long-term booking that we'd like. I I honestly don't think WWE remembers what happened in, in 2017 right now. I don't know how you couldn't. Like, that that promo, that line made me go, oh, I got to watch this. Like, that one line was like, oh, yeah. Burn! Like, I thought yeah, like Kelso. You, you, you can't even do that now, though, because he's great with his promo skills. I thought that promo on SmackDown was top notch. I enjoyed it. Oh, the absolutely. Nikki Bella, the Nikki Bella slander, the halftime, the missionary thing again. Those two worked so well together. I I, I would have maybe appreciated Cena not saying one two three, <coughs> one two three every five seconds, but it worked. It worked. It was. Uh, probably the best thing part of SmackDown, to be honest with you. That was fun. No, it, it does work, and that's that's what makes it work is that, you know, they threw in the Nikki Bella thing. They threw in some history there. Mm. Um, you know... Uh, Dean Ambrose. You can, you can say... Like, oh, my God. <laughs> you can say you've been gone. Oh, well, you're off making movies, so now you can't talk on your... Now you can't move on your feet. It's called the promo, kid. <laughs> just because they didn't yeah. script it for you doesn't mean you don't know how to talk yeah valid which so, apparently something uh, which can dog both directions and also too it's been reported that Roman Reigns has actually been doing his own stuff for the past year it's not scripted at all so for Cena to say that and then for the dirt sheet fans to read into that be kind of like eh but bro he's been doing it and we've loved the unscripted Roman. I guess since he's been unscripted and healed, he's been epic. So Cena can't really divulge into that. Say it's called the promo kid. I know I've been doing it for a year. What's up? You know? Yeah. I just think there's, I don't think, I don't want Cena to say it. I want Roman to say it back to him. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I'd be like, yeah. ha, I'd be a good stinger for sure. Yeah. Much like Kofi looked at Randy and said, Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> but I, I, I just think here, here's the deal: we know WWE has not been good at long-term booking. 
They just they don't for think a while it. now. Yeah, for for a while they just don't think mm-hmm. of it. In um, opposition, uh, AEW has been so good at long term booking that they out long term booked the fans with the um, the Hangman Page thing. So the news came out this week that Hangman Page was always booked to lose against uh, Kenny Omega uh, the other week. Always. That was always the plan. And then it was always the plan for uh, the elite to then beat up Hangman Page and and put him out of action. Because uh, Hangman Page, of course, his his, uh, wife, I think, married, uh, fiance, girlfriend, is expecting. Significant other. Significant other. Yeah, is expecting. And so the plan has been for a long time for him to lose there and take time off so that he can be there for the impending arrival of their child. Uh, and then come back later. But because us, and I'll be the first to admit I'm one of them, uh, we're all so dead set on, on oh, th- this is it. This is when they finally put the belt on Hangman. Um, we totally got thrown for a loop when he lost, and we're like, "Oh, what's gonna go? What's gonna happen?" Right? Yeah. Um, and this is this is all gonna play out in a few months when he comes back after he's had his kid and had his time off and all that stuff. He comes back. He's gonna come back. He's gonna be fired up. He's gonna go straight after whoever's the champion at the time. I'm betting it'll still be Kenny Omega. Um, gonna... You don't think Christian's winning? I don't think Christian. Not the AEW title. Not the AEW title. No, no. I think. I think. I don't they... know how this guy's still going on, man. We've heard reports months ago that he wasn't. Uh, he was injured and he was tired. I'm still surprised this guy's still kicking it. Yeah, but... yeah. Not. Not only is he still going on, he he went freaking back to back night. Wrestled on Rampage and then. Triple A, Triple A, Triple Mania uh, down there. I mean, he just fucking went back to back, and so. But yeah, no, we've heard that he's been injured and everything. But what I what I bet's gonna happen is um, he's gonna win. Uh, but now he's he's only a double champion, right? Correct. Because right. he's only got the the Triple A Mega Championship and the AEW Championship now. Um, and I'm still betting he loses the AAA title, uh, soon. I just bet he loses it on, uh, AEW show, not on Triple Mania. I think that's, that's going to be the plan. I'm surprised they had the Impact title change hands on AEW. Um, I'm, but I'm I'm sure that was an agreement with Damore already. Yeah. I mean, he was even there, you know, he came out to. To, to celebrate and I I think I think the the concept is simply this right now AEW gets more viewers than Impact so if we have the AEW title change or the Impact title change hand on AEW right maybe you'll get some viewers from AEW who decide to follow the championship over to see what that's and that's legit i mean and that's that's legitimately something that could happen as long as um they have access tv on their cable package mm-hmm. which is not a given is um, it on twitch it's still on twitch too right no 
They announced last week that they were kicking it off of Twitch. They're no longer going to be uh, simulcasting on Twitch because YouTube? they're they're doing us. Uh, you can you can subscribe to them on YouTube or what's the word? Um, YouTube's got a new uh, feature. It's it's more than just subscribing. It's it's like you have to pay. It's like a you can monthly... be a member. You can have a membership on on YouTube. And okay. so if, if you are a, a member on YouTube, you get to watch it on YouTube. Okay. Um, but again, it's not free. And so it took away um, a free way to watch it and it's trying to replace it with a paid way to watch it, which a, which a fair amount of people aren't going to do. So, um, so I think that being, I don't know how many people relied on the Twitch stream. Numbers aren't out there on that. But it is kind of a, a shame that they took a free way to view it and got rid of it and replaced it with a, a second paid way. Which I I point out, it's a second paid way because they've got Impact Plus, which while you can't watch it live on Impact Plus, they do get eventually posted on Impact Plus. Um, and so they want you to subscribe to Impact Plus and subscribe or whatever membership to them on YouTube. Um, anyway... <coughs> Uh, I will say but, Impact does have the best Instagram game of all of them. Their their, their, their social media game is is really well done. Um, AEW is getting better recently, but it's not up there just yet. Um, WWE's social game they were pretty darn really good, good for, for a while, while and yep. and now they're um, yep. they they the other day. Their Facebook page, um, <clears throat> I gotta, I gotta go to it because I it it cracked me up when I saw it because their Facebook page was like, hey, check out this match from you know this free match from just a few years ago, um, and it was uh, a person who or was it their YouTube channel might have been their YouTube channel. It was it was someone who is no longer with WWE versus uh, someone who's now with another company, I think, if I'm remembering it correctly. Yeah, there was I think it was um it was, uh, WWE did that? Yes. Yeah. Uh full match. I think it was um let's see, they've been doing a lot of the John Cena ones, so I've gotta get past there. Where was it? Wasn't Rob Van Dam versus Cesaro because No, it wasn't that. It was someone biggish. Not that Rob Van Dam isn't biggish, but uh no. I'm looking at it, I gotta get past the CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and that's and the reason I remember. That's the one it was. The reason I remember is Brock Lesnar is not promoting the guy who's about to show up somewhere. And they're else. promoting another guy who's literally, oh, allegedly, about to show up someplace <laughs> else. Um, and I just and and the thing is, they did it again because they talked about CM Punk. They mentioned CM Punk's uh, promo or pipe bomb or something like that on one of the SmackDown segments. Um, I mean, they they've. Uh, reference CM Punk almost as much on their show as AEW has, and AEW is the one that's going to be having CM Punk on their show. That's crazy. It's so, um, crazy. Well, it, I mean, it, we talked numerous times in the past um, 
not on not on a podcast, but in person about how astonishing it is that that impacts so frequently post matches of you know Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles or Kurt Angle or Smojo versus AJ Styles or uh-huh. you know somebody two active people on WWE um, versus each other back when they were at impact. In fact, that was their promotional style at one point where, where, where they played before they got their name, you know, it was like, what are you doing? Well, that, I think I mean, that's exactly great, what but... he's doing. Yeah. The same exact thing. They know he's going to think, Hey guys, come to our YouTube channel though, and see where he was before. We'll get clicks. We'll get money. Screw you guys, you know? That's not really WWE style, though. WWE likes to promote, promote only themselves. Uh, I, I, I'm so. pretty sure Vince doesn't know about it. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Yeah, Vince probably has no clue. What the hell is that fucker doing on our website? We have a face palm? Yes. What is YouTube? <laughs> what channel is that? What channel is, is it? Is it on the premium cable? Do I have to have direct TV for that? I'm not uh, getting no shitty satellite. <laughs> Does that work on my private jet satellite? <laughs> but I, like I said, I, uh, I give them a slight bit of leeway on not referencing old things just because it, it puts their champion in a negative light referencing it. And I think they want to keep the the focus on positive. Um, that being said, it's it's still kind of crappy. So I, I agree with you there. I, I wish they would. Um, I just, I think there's so much value for every every one of us. As podcasters, as as exactly what this show is, exactly what so frequently Wrestle Talk or or What Culture or Cultaholic are or WrestleMania, um, you know these are the the main podcasts that I watch separate from from our own. Um, all of us are those people. We're those people who who nitpick and 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 you know try and pretend that we're we're better than than Nick Khan because we are all of us every single podcast is better than Nick Khan but um for all of that that there is every one of us every single one of those podcasts has talked about long-term booking well damn it point it out to us when you're doing it because this is a long-term booking that would work um Mm. And in in every one of those podcasts, I have I have yet to hear a podcaster for professional wrestling, with the exception of JLB, talk bad mm. about uh, about the Fiend versus John Cena a year and a half ago. That uh, literally, I mean, you're the only one who only one I've ever seen say something. Ah, it wasn't as great as I I, I don't think it's as great as you guys thought it was. And and you didn't say it was bad. You just didn't say it was great. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true because when we did that review, I haven't, I I hadn't watched the match yet because it was on this fucking night. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I don't know, but, uh, it was on the first night. It was on the first night. Yeah. Okay. Taker was on the second night. 
Either I, way. I think either way. Yeah. You, I mean, you, yeah. And, and you pointed out the one obvious thing that there really wasn't wrestling in it at all. Yeah, definitely not. And and it made it very. I still thought it was wonderfully entertaining. Um, and and none of us, no other podcaster in the world, can disagree with you. There really wasn't wrestling in it. There was one <laughs> sister Abigail in the whole thing. That's a- and that was that was camera cut. So I don't even know that that there was a sister Abigail actually hit. Right. <laughs> it was set up and then Cena's laying on his back. Uh, so. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, when you have the opportunity to book a long-term feud, even if it just slips into your hands, or even if you just beg the guy, hey, you don't have a movie right now. Can you please not start your contract till after August 22nd? Yeah, yeah I, can, I can do that for you, man. <laughs> like, the, the, that's really all there is. Like, I don't understand it, I guess. But yeah, I mean, like, I agree. I just, I don't know. SmackDown is the only of the main WWE product that is even remotely watchable right now. So that's a switch from last year, isn't it? Holy cow! I I give them a little pass there. Um, uh, whereas Raw is a dumpster fire. Um, agreed. So I don't know how NXT. <laughs> I don't NXT's know how they still, ruined it. NXT's NXT, still great right now, but it, it, NXT this week was still good. But was still the, good. reports have it that the the new look is coming this coming week, and that uh, and now they're going to be taped. They're going to pre-tape the episodes, um, and they're going to pre-tape them all following the takeover next weekend. Um, so it's no longer going to be a live show. It's going to be pre-taped, and Edited and... Which not that pre-tapes is going to be terrible. No, I mean it was for years. Vince, Vince legit wants it to be like OVW, uh, <sighs> so it's really going to be watered down. Vince and apparently Vince is going to take over. He blamed everything on Triple H and HBK. Says he didn't like what they were doing, and reportedly Vince is now going to take control. So NXT is officially going to be garbage soon enough. Wow, I'm. I'm not going to write off NXT yet. I'm going to wait for it to be garbage before I, I write it off. Well, yeah, but, I mean, because they still have a bunch of little guys yeah. under contract. That, I mean, that's the deal. Is un, Until they fire... Uh, Don't jinx it. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, um, the Austin Theory, because he's not particularly big. Heck, even... I, I know Roddy is has more the WWE look, but Roddy's still only like just barely six foot. I want to say he's like five eleven, so he's he's wrestling six foot. Um, yeah. Uh, I I also think that we very well could see. Um, Tommaso Champa. You know, I, can you imagine being Johnny Gargano? Hey, go do that thing that Ray does about his area code. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's really cool. Where he flips through the ropes. Yeah, you're a little guy. You can do that, right? But make it your area code, so it's different. yeah, yes, yeah. And follow it up with a West Coast pop. I but I, I think you're from the East Coast, so East Coast pop. Yeah, that's East some Coast good ass word. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just feel like I mean, if I was Gargano, I'd be like, I'm gonna avoid him like the plague. I'll mm-hmm. get my script. I'll do my stuff, and then I won't be around him. 
do you do you suppose now this is in uh speculation johnny gargando and candace LeRae uh announced this week that they are expecting uh so congratulations to johnny gargano and candace LeRae. um yes i'm i'm very excited for them they're gonna have a little baby wrestling there um but but do you do you think they're both like walking on eggshells right now knowing that literally both of their jobs are up in the air um i don't think they care at this rate i feel like any other company would pick them up and I don't know well, how much they're actually getting in NXT, but I'm pretty sure that can be matched, no problem. Well, um, when you I, weren't here on Tuesday, we kind of we kind of wholeheartedly agreed Johnny Gargano's best place is probably NXT the way it was. Yeah, um, I would love to see he him. Could, in, he could go to ROH. I think he could go to ROH and own it. I think so you're not thinking him. Impact at all. I don't. I don't think he's built for Impact. I think he'd f- he'd find a place. Um, the problem is uh, what WWE has has done. They're banking on that these releases are flooding the market, right? And literally, n- the market can't sign everyone, right? Um, and I I read something, and I don't know I have the exact statistics, so I'm going to have to go and look. But in the last two years. Uh, year and a half, technically, since the beginning of, or since February of 2020. Um, mm. WWE has released, I want to say it's 114 wrestlers. God, that's a whole only, roster and a half. <laughs> and only 24 of them have signed full-time contracts with any promotion. Any promotion. Um that still leaves about 90 wrestlers out there that have been released that are not signed with a with a uh, a full-time promotion. Now keep in mind that this includes in the not officially signed some people that do appear fairly regularly on AEW um like um oh what's his name? I'm totally blanking on him. He's part of the the Wingmen um, my brain, my brain keeps wanting to say Tino Sabatelli, but it's not Sabatelli. It's the other guy. Uh, okay. That, anyways. Um, but he he regularly appears on on AEW, but he doesn't have a contract. He's on a per appearance deal right mm-hmm. now. Um, and there's a fair amount of those that appear on AEW Dark that are former WWE guys in some way, like former NXT people, but they're not under a contract. They're just on a per appearance. And so officially speaking, those people are in that 90 unsigned wrestlers, even though they are appearing fairly regularly. But it's still, you know, there's a lot of really talented wrestlers who were released in the last year and a half that aren't appearing regularly uh Uh, since then, and I think that's WWE's. Uh, that's their their game plan right now. So they know that, especially with the amount of talent that they've released so far, and with people like Adam Cole potentially leaving. Uh, I say potentially. There's nothing up in the. It's all entirely up in the air. Uh, but 
but there's there's a, a chance of that. That eventually Johnny Gargano could get released, Tommaso Ciampa could get released, uh, you know, a whole bunch of the NXT roster uh, could get released, and AEW and Impact and Ring of Honor would be like, we're tapped out. We can't we we can't move the money around enough to sign these people as much as we want to. It's too quick. Um, it's too many. So like yeah, and that's that I think is WWE's whole whole plan. Um, what to bankrupt them? No, uh, to 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 make it so they sign. For for instance, I I think you and I both agree that Adam Cole is a, a phenomenal talent and will make any wrestling promotion better by having him. Right. Right. Um, but if the wrestling promotions have already pulled out their wallets and paid for. Um, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and uh-huh. and you know all of these people. Then Adam Cole hits the market. Suddenly these people are gonna be like, well, I I want to sign Adam Cole, but I can't. And so instead of going off to one of the other competitions, Adam Cole ends up having to go to the Indies and and wrestle at state fairs, um, because no place can sign him because no place can afford to sign him. It's not about bankrupting them. It's about making it so they can't sign the big talents because their 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 contracts are all tied up in the littler guys, right? It's well, you know. and the the other piece to that is is um, you know it, even if they are signing the big talents, even if they're getting that, it drives down the price of the contracts for the other wrestlers because then they know that hey, that the market's full, guys. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah, and it 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 gives WWE some leverage back because yeah. right now WWE knows that they don't have the leverage anymore. Um, that the the talent can come to them. Adam Cole can come to them and say, "Hey, you know, uh, my contract's up. I I you're gonna negotiate a new contract, but I'm also gonna negotiate with these other guys, right?" Mm-hmm. Um. And if they offer me a better deal, I might take the deal. So you better. And that gives Adam Cole the leverage. But once AEW Impact and Ring of Honor don't have the funds to sign additional people, once their funds are tied up, then the leverage comes back to WWE because WWE can be like, they don't, they can't sign any more people. Look at it. They, they've got 200 people on their roster and they only do two shows a week. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't, in, at all disagree with that. Um, but like it, Steve, Steve Cutler, it has been signed by Impact Wrestling, right? Um, and, I, and Steve Cutler's a a good wrestler. There's nothing wrong with Steve Cutler, uh, but that ties up a contract. So uh, Impact Wrestling can't pick has, up Bronson Reed. Can't pick up. Bronson Reed or Bray Wyatt, you know, I mean, Impact and, and AEW were probably both trying to figure out how they can move enough money around to get a Bray Wyatt, but Bray Wyatt signs, then they don't have the money for Adam Cole or Adam Cole signs. They don't have the money for Bray Wyatt or, or you know, vice versa. But maybe they, maybe they maybe do they have do. it. Right. But then, then that means they're also loading up the roster enough that mm-hmm. now a number four, John Silver is only appearing every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Is it John Silver, this number four, is that right? Um, number five. Or we'll just uh, say Evil Uno. Evil Uno's number one. Stu Grayson's two. 
I think John Silver's three and Alex Reynolds is four. <laughs> I think okay. technically it might be the other way around. Yeah. But either um, way, yeah. But but I mean a perfect a perfect example is we've got two wrestlers um who if I'm correct, their um no compete is done. Right? Um Ooh. And that's Peyton Royce, Cassie, yes. Lee, you know, and yep, Cassie uh, Lee Iconics, and, and Jessica, the Iconics and Jessica McKay, uh, who their their no competes are up, and they have not shown up on on any of the anything other, yet. Uh, other majors, right? I think I think their first appearance is the is the all women's yeah pay per view. They very well might show up. You know, they they could walk out on Impact Wrestling on Thursday and. And uh, you know, but... one of the or one of the big pay per views impacts uh-huh. gigantic, enormous pay per view. AEW's pay per view, the NWA pay per view that's happening on August 29th. There's still time, guys. Yes, there's st- still plenty of time. But in important, there's there's reason I brought those two up is those two actually have a time limit on them, right? Because um, now for their value, you mean. No, for for their ability to show up on American TV, and specifically Jess oh, they need Jessica a sponsor. McKay, because um, uh, Cassie Lee um, is married to an American, and so has has a way to stay yeah, he, in America. He can sponsor in a heartbeat and can mm-hmm. afford it, um, and all that stuff. But uh, but Jessica McKay, if she does not find a job to sponsor her visa. She has to go back to Australia. Okay. Um, well, Jessica, I, I will say that if if uh, if you need to marry somebody domestically, yep. This is my proposal. He, he's ready to be uh, twice divorced. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> is six six or seven years of it is Jessica McKay? Absolutely. <laughs> But, like, if you look at the NXT releases, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Mercedes Martinez are the big names out of it. Um, those three will probably end up someplace. I would I would bet Bobby Fish ends up back in Ring of Honor. Uh, Bronson Reed, I don't know where he'll go. He'll land somewhere. I, he wants to fight Miro. I, I 100% think that that's just trolling. He... He understands that now he's got to build value and get people talking about him. So he right. he puts out one of those tweets that's so popular now that has a whole bunch of words. But oh, if you look at the first letter of each word, it it spells out "Give me Miro." Oh, he mm. wants to fight Miro. He's going to AEW. I don't think. Uh, first of all, I don't think anyone from AEW's contacted him yet. That's right. not saying that uh, AEW's not interested. I'm just saying he's got a 30 day no compete. And we've talked about it before. Tony Khan is you has shown to be uh, pretty pretty strict about following those no competes and not contract mm-hmm. tampering, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think he's been contacted by AEW. I personally don't want to see him in AEW. And this is this is maybe my. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put myself up big screen since I'm talking. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to your crime now. Uh, we can do my crime, uh, after this, um, or we, or we can do JLBs, but, but I, I, just, my, my, um, um, unpopular opinion, I don't, I don't see the draw in Bronson Reed. I'm meh on him. 
I don't want to see him in AEW because meh. I I would I would much rather uh, turn off a Bronson Reed match and turn on a um, Bam Bam Bigelow match from 1997. You know, uh, I I see see big guy and I go eh. He he's not even in my top ten agile big guys. Right? I, yeah, I dude, would, uh, give it a minute, okay? Uh, I would I would put on a Keith Lee match a hundred times over a Bronson Reed match. Give him I, some time. He was developmental. I would, I would even put on the uh, a Keith Lee squash match where where uh, uh, he lost to. Carrying cross in just a few minutes. And, and the thing is, it's it's not that I don't think he could become good or whatever. I just I literally watch him and I go meh, meh. I'm not saying he's bad. He's just he, he doesn't stand out to me. Just average. All. Yeah, that's he's it. Just meh. Um, but he'll go somewhere. Mercedes Martinez will end up somewhere. If not at the NWA All Women's Pay Per View, I would put money on that. I feel like uh, they're all going to be there. But she'll, at, at the very least, she will show up someplace. Um, I can see Leon Ruff showing up in Ring of Honor again because he did wrestle there some, if I'm correct. But then you, going down there, you got Tyler Rust, who was in the middle of a push, a sort of push, in NXT. I don't know where he's going to land. Kona Reeves, who just got back from injury like just got cleared from injury and i like See, but I, I think a lot of those guys we we can't remember the fact <laughs> or we can't forget the fact that a lot of those guys are just going to work in these circuits yeah but that's my point is so, like, so one off with indies they don't even have to contract with them yeah but that's my point is tyler russ Conan reeves i would love to see Conan reeves somewhere but i i don't necessarily see him going anywhere uh stefan smith jake atlas i i don't see landing any place full-time Ari Sterling, Desmond Troy, Zachariah Smith, Asher oh, Hale. I see, I see Jake Atlas landing, but I see him landing in Japan. Possibly. I don't. I don't know. Or AAA or something like I'm, that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna couch my words a bit here. Um, I don't know how Japan will. Embrace the flipty do style. Yes. No, not the flipty do style. The fact that he is the was uh, NXT's first openly gay wrestler. Oh, and that I, could be. I, I worry that Japan um, would have a hard time with that. Anyways, uh, Ric Flair reportedly is going to start showing up on AEW. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. Uh, Bray Wyatt will end up somewhere. Definitely. That's that's a. No brainer, right? Uh, Killian Dane could easily go back to to Ring of Honor. Um, I know some people on here aren't as big on Killian Dane. I I got a kick out of him, so I could see 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 him. Land so somewhere. you'd rather watch Killian Dane than Bronson Reed? Yes. Eat shit and die a thousand oh, times. Jesus, yes. <laughs> you are so wrong about that. A thousand percent, yes. I. That's like saying I, you'd rather watch Rey Mysterio than than uh, Will Ospreay. No, no, because I it's wouldn't not say the that. Same. I don't. That is exactly the same as saying it, that. It only is, in, it is only in big dudes. Not the same. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't agree. That would be the same. same. That's a horrible comparison. Okay, the the problem is your your experience with Killian Dane is entirely 
is his NXT and then horrible main roster run. I watched Killian Dane and Ring of Honor before he came to NXT. Um, and, and he has so much more to offer than WWE ever gave him, right? Uh, Kurt Stallion, I don't see going With anywhere. a name like that, how does he not end up back in WWE? Kurt Stallion, I don't even know what his <laughs> real name is. That's just his... Um, August Gray, real name Anthony Green. Uh, I don't know where you go. Marina Shafir, frankly, she could um, try to go back to MMA, and that'd probably be her best option. Mm. Bollywood she Boys. She MMA commentary, too. Mm-hmm. There's always room for that. Bollywood Boys, there's all sorts of places they could land that are not uh, mainstream. Like, they could go down to AAA or CMLO. Um, uh, something like that. Tyler Breeze uh, has basically said that he's in no rush to to get back to actually wrestling. He'll if if something comes along that he wants to do, he'll do it. But at the moment, he's fine with just running his wrestling uh, school and and going. And here's the deal: Tyler Breeze. Uh, the reason I know uh, talk about this is he uh, did a whole interview about how when he first got signed, I can't remember who he said he talked to, um, but someone, uh, he uh, gave him advice about how to diversify his investment portfolio. Nice. Smart. Uh, uh, So he kept that cash. Yeah. He, uh, Anyways, and um, and so he he's he's got money coming in from from that. He owns some property, rental property, and stuff like that. That he's got money Smart coming man. in. He's got a nice. lot of investments, all of that stuff. And that was the deal. Is it was? I wish I could find the article really quickly, but they they talked about you know this. And so when when he planned, he signed his first contract. It was a three year contract. He basically planned around investing that money enough that if they didn't sign him for another one after that, he'd be fine. And then they signed him for a second contract and with some more money, and that's fine. So he signed that, he continued to invest money, and he did that again. And so when he finally got the the call uh, that he was done, uh, he was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm good. So he's going to just... Here we go. It was a WrestleTalk article. So Tyler Breeze was preparing for a WWE release from day one. Speaking on Chris Van Vliet, when he signed with WWE, he immediately started making plans. I was preparing to get fired the day I got hired. There's a lot of life Mm. to live after wrestling. I immediately started to make a plan, got ready. I remember looking at contracts. When I got my first contract, you have a three or five year developmental contract. But then I saw my main roster contract. I said, okay, I've got three years. Realistically, in a perfect world, I will last three years. I don't want to have to sign it. I would like to, but if I don't want to, I want the freedom to say no. By the time three years came up, I don't I have to, but it's good. Things are doing okay. So I just signed it and I went, okay, cool. By the time the next one came around, very different scenario. 
It was a, you don't need me, I'm going to leave kind of thing. At that moment in time, I was not happy. And they said, I'm sorry, we can give you more money. I said, I've been really smart with the money. I don't need more money. I go to the airport and turn around because I'm not happy at work. Mm. That was when I had the conversation to go back to NXT, but I was ready to leave right then. I had accomplished everything I'd wanted to achieve, having a goal of freedom to not sign the contract. Um, so when they called him to release him, he was like, cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool, bro. Okay. Like, I, I've got the money. And so, so anyway, Tyler Breeze, uh, he could show up someplace, but he could also not. Uh, Fandango, I don't know. He's he's decent enough. Maybe Impact, but I don't see. Arturo Ruiz, don't, I mean, AAA, maybe. Tony Nice, maybe Impact, maybe just the Indies. Aria Diavari. He will land. He will definitively uh, land. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Davari, Davari would be his heel work is, is could re, reinvigorate the X division. Um, he could easily land at ROH. But uh, Ever Rise have been uh, appearing on AEW uh, as 2.0, but they don't have a contract. They're just on a per appearance. Uh, mm-hmm. Deal and and who knows if that continues? It's all gonna be if they if they catch on. Uh, Braun Strowman we all know about. Alistair Black we already have seen show up. Buddy Murphy has been hinting that he's coming to. to I AEW, love his videos. Knows, his, it's yeah. it's for sure AEW. It's the same doctor as the Alistair yeah. Black it's, video. It's very heavily h- hinting sure. at it, but uh, at the same time, I mean the the guy who plays the doctor is Josiah Williams, who. Uh, uh, used to be a uh, YouTube um, guy called Wrestle and Flow, and he actually had a contract with NXT. He was uh, he was one of the NXT wrestlers released earlier this year. Um, oh, sure. Okay. But he did a lot of social media for uh, for a uh, for WWE and NXT, where he did mm. wrestling based raps. Huh. Uh, nice. And so, so th- this literally could have just been him making some money because he's been released. Um, but I, it's a big hint. Uh, Lana, who knows? I mean, Miro's making money, so she might just be content to have her her Twitch channel and and do some acting and some modeling or whatever and be fine. Who knows? Yeah, she uh, really doesn't need wrestling at all. Like, yeah. you can do her modeling and make money off that. R- Ruby Riot reportedly is AEW bound, um, which I'm happy about because yeah. I like her a lot. Uh, Santana Garrett might just be an indie wrestler. Uh, Jessamyn Duke, maybe go back to to MMA or MMA commentary or who knows, whatever. Someone's got to beat Nunez. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not going to be Jessamyn Duke, that's for sure. No, no, different weight class. Yeah. yeah. We, we know Andrade already. Lars Sullivan, who knows if he ever does anything again. Steve Cutler, we've talked about. Samoa Joe went back to NXT. There's Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Mickey James, we already have seen. Chelsea Green, we've already seen what's happened to her. Tucker, who knows? Kalisto, go back down to Mexico and do that. Bo Dallas. He didn't even go, go to AAA. Kalisto will go to um, indie, Mexican indie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Bo Dallas is content to be a, a real estate agent and live on a farm, I guess. And we don't know what's going on with Wesley Wake. And that's the people released this year. I'm, I, I'm not even going to look I believe in Bo Dallas. I do. Me I, too. 
I, I believe too, but I think Bo <laughs> Dallas has decided that there's life after wrestling and he's just going to embrace that. That's the reports that I've read. And he's like, you know, I've got my real estate license now so I can sell real estate and I live on a farm with my, I, I don't know if they're engaged Sexy, yet. sexy girlfriend. Yeah. Liv Morgan. Uh, so. God, I, I, I really, I really, uh, I really wish he would have been hired by the Internal Revenue Service. Okay. I think that would have been hilarious. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually IRS. <laughs> yes. No, seriously, you're getting audited. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? Saudi Arabian money. Didn't make it back to the States. Didn't get taxed on it. <laughs> we got to have a conversation. So, anyway. so um, unless right. JLB wants to go next, I will do mine. You have a positive or a negative, bud? I I hunted down a negative, so so we could start with the negative. I'm yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, we kind of talked about the negative. There's a lot of positives this week, more so than negatives, which is a good thing. So I don't know. I'm going to be kind of positive too, technically. So it's up to you. Can you make his beard? Huh? Can you make his beard? Is that what you're going to talk about? How crappy that was. He's that had I that wore it for so much weeks. better for Halloween. He's had that for a while, though. That's yeah, not I wore, even more than I that. wore it better for Halloween 2019. That's all I'm saying. Um. <laughs> so the problem is, there's just like there's good, there's little good spots kind of thing throughout the entire week. I guess one of the <clears throat> one of the bigger ones is uh, kudos to. We also kind of talked. We kind of talked. We talked about a lot, guys. Uh, but I, I was honestly going to plan on giving a a good crime to uh, Christian winning that Impact title. That serves Christian some purpose. It's going to make a lot of eyes go to also Impact. Hopefully, uh, he was Christian was phenomenal in Impact. That's kind of where Christian made himself again, and WWE realized, oh wait a minute, we do have a main eventer here. And brought Christian back. So I'm happy that they are doing that with um, with Christian. I honestly believe Christian might end up losing the title at All Out. Um, Kenny Omega might end up losing the title at All Out to Christian. I feel like we're, we're going to get that Omega time off very soon. Because there's no way this guy's making it at the end of the year. They're working you. You're being worked. I'll be worked. Whatever. They are not putting the AEW title on Christian. No. They are Chris, splitting that title up. Here's the deal. Chris, Chris, and, and here's the deal. is 100% you're doing what they planned on this doing. Because prior to Rampage, mm. did you think Christian had a chance of winning against Omega? No, no. No. No, no, no. And then they had him beat Omega for the Impact title. And now you're like, well, maybe he can do well, it. And this is 100% what it, they wanted to do. And and that's fine. It's great. It's working. This is when wrestling... I, no. I can't 100% say that, that Christian's not going to win. I can only I just want... 90% say that Christian's not going to win. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say Christian's not going to win. And here's how we know. What's going to happen is the Young Bucks are going to come out and Kenny and Don Callis are both going to be like, get out of here. No, no chairs. Get out of here because what happened this uh-huh. week. Christian's going to hit the kill switch and actually hit it. And Kenny's going to kick out and the rest of the match is going to be Kenny's. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, I, 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 I'm, I'm honestly just really concerned about Omega's health more so than anything. So I think if you make Christian the champion, uh, it's going to be a two, th- one, two month thing. Give time for Kenny to kind of rest up. Um, he already lost the impact. I just don't see who would face Christian technically. Um, is my only kind of concern. But I would be down for a mini little Christian run with the AEW and Impact title. I'm not saying I didn't don't want to see it. I'm saying that I don't see it happening, and I don't see Mm. it happening for a lot of reasons. But the biggest one is um, because you keep you know saying talking about uh, um, Omega's injuries. Um, Here's the deal: is the Omega injuries that we know about is all through dirt sheet reporting and not through anything officially from Kenny Diego, right? That's fair. Or from, yeah. from AEW, right? Um, so that could 100% be a work as well. Um, mm. But on top of it, he has shown that he prefers to work through it right now. So right. from a storyline standpoint, it doesn't make sense for Christian to be the one to win the AEW title, right? It makes sense for him to win the Impact title because he's got a history with Impact and he can be a transitional champion in Impact to get the belt back on an Impact wrestler, right? right. And it saved Kenny Omega. And it also saves Kenny Omega so, some um, wear and tear on Reduced work weight, yep. Yeah, because now he doesn't have to go and film film a bunch of stuff. Because here's the thing with Impact is they film... Out of like, Nashville? Well, they film in Nashville, but they film like four weeks at a time, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So, so all of that we've seen of his Impact stuff was filmed like a month ago. And, and then now that Christian's the champion, Christian's going to go in and film a four-week block this next week uh, to get up to the next one, which this now gives Kenny Omega a break inherently, right? Um, That's true. He also now does not have to wrestle officially. He can now say, I've got my, I've got my challenger for um, All Out. Know it's going to happen. He just beat me for this belt. I'm going to go off. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to wrestle anyone else until then. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've got a month almost, not quite, three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. uh, With with the chance of not seeing a Kenny Omega match for three weeks. Yeah. Right. Which is fine. And he can cut a promo anytime he wants. Yeah. He can cut promos and just not do a match. So three weeks to relatively rest that. During that time, right, we're we're likely to have the debut of CM Punk. We're likely to have the debut of Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him, right? Um, those people there are enough to take the weight off of Kenny Omega's shoulders for a bit. For right? sure. So Kenny Omega uh, t- technically can have about three weeks. If, if this is what truly he wants, he can have about three weeks to rest and relax and recuperate a bit. Um, and then he'll have a banger of a match with, with, uh, Christian, Christian. but he will not lose to Christian. Um, and, and it may simply come down to that. He plays champions advantage. And if he starts to lose lose to Christian, he won't lose the title to Christian. Starts to lose. He just grabs a chair and thwacks Christian with it 
and gets DQ'd. Uh, Dequalified. Which we have yet to see. We have yet to see in two years of AEW, we have yet to see a guy play the champion's advantage and walk out. Yep. In some so way, that, shape, or form. That always could happen. And can you that can buy them another pay-per-view with Christian before Hangman comes back. Mm-hmm. And Hangman can come back and be like, I've been thinking about this, man, and I've been training, and I'm ready now. Unless we get Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Well, and we might. Here, we might, Which but here's I the deal. Is the simple fact is, <laughs> what, that's kind of what I was saying is, they're not going to take the belt off Kenny Omega when they have a chance to build a Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega for the belt match. Um, and potentially a CM Punk versus Kenny Omega for the belt match, right? Because mm. um, this is not, not dogging on uh, Christian in any way, shape, or form. Christian's uh, one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's he's in that top one hundred. No matter what you you know where you put him is up to you. But he's there. Um, but if, if you had your chance choice, would you prefer to see Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega or Daniel By- Bryan versus Christian? Yeah, for sure, Omega, hands down. Would if you had your choice, would you rather see CM Punk versus Kenny Omega or CM Punk versus Christian? Probably CM Punk versus Christian on that one, actually. See, for me, for me. For and, me. The, and this is this is not. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there's a good chance. I can look it up on Cage Match, but there's a good chance that we've already seen CM Punk versus Christian. Yeah, yeah, right. But we have not seen CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. Or who knows? Maybe we'll see Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey. That's another one there to to talk because... about. He's Mister, no I'm not defending it. this in Japan ever again. Mm-hmm. So you give but, me my title, recognize my title. That's fantastic. But he's still showing up in NJPW, uh, the LA one, though, right? So yeah, he's just he just said, "I'm not going to go I'm back not... to Japan until <laughs> you recognize me as the champion." He has a valid point, though. You didn't take it off Moxley, but you take it off me. What is this? What gift? Mm-hmm. Screw you. Yep. Well. So, um. So yeah, but that's that's my my point is they've got a chance for a bunch of these dream Kenny Omega matches coming up to fill this time with Hangman Page being gone. They're not no. going to Yeah, but Hangman Page is Hangman Page is going to be gone for a while, bro. It's not going to be a two-month thing. Their next he's not pushing the baby out, bud. Yeah. Number no, one. but he still They're... has to be there for a bit. Their next pay-per-view is not till like fucking November. Yeah, paternity leave is very different than maternity leave. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Seth was back, you know, months before Becky because Becky's still not back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's valid. And, okay. That's and fair. so my point is, is they've got the rest of August, September, October, mm-hmm. and part of November before they've got four months to build uh, uh, stuff for Hangman Page. I mean, for all we know, Hangman Page comes back at, what is it, Full Gear in November? Mm-hmm. Right? That's four months from now. Yeah, it's valid. Okay. That's plenty of time for this. And here's the deal is, 
we know he's taking time off for the baby. We don't know when. I mean, for all we know, the baby's due next week, right? Right. Okay. Um, and as someone who went back to work three days after my wife had had our child, uh, mostly because I couldn't afford to not, uh, because mm-hmm. we we live in a capitalistic hellhole. Um, mm. Now, <laughs> I did it entirely, entirely for the rolling eyes up there. I uh, made my day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Hangman Page can afford to take off more time. Seth Rollins can afford to take off more time. They're they're all in better situations than I was. But they're not in Jeff Bezos' situation where they can just be like, I'm never fucking going to work again. Um, right? They they all eventually I'm going to go into outer to space for a day or two. Yeah, I'm just going to go to space. Mr. Reporter, thank you for going into outer space with me. I'm going to give you $100 million. Uh What? (laughs) Hey, government, I will give $4 billion to you if you give us the contract to build the lunar lander. Nope. Uh, Okay. uh, Anyways. But that's that's my point. Is they he has to come back at some point, but four months is still plenty of time. That's yeah, a long time. You know, I I would bet money he's back before full gear. Um, well, yeah, to build it up, right? He's not just gonna randomly show up for gear and they gotta well, wait until next pay per view to make it. They a thing. could have him show up at full gear. They could have it be a Kenny Omega. I've beaten everybody. You know, I'm just gonna come out and you know full gear. You can surprise me. I've already beat everybody. It doesn't matter who you throw at me. And then mm. the surprise return at full gear is Hangman Page. They could do it. I don't think they're going to, but that's something that we've seen in wrestling before. Yeah. Uh, the surprise return at a, at a pay-per-view is a big deal. So, um, But that's the I, I I will say this, though. Christian winning did exactly what it wanted to do and what it was there to do. And that was make people like this person right over here uh, say, well, maybe Christian can win the AEW championship. That's exactly what it was designed to do. And it, it worked. And, and again, I can't say with 100% certainty that Christian's not going to win, but I'm at still at above 90% certainty. The, the other piece to that is it also served one other purpose, and that was to make you go... Even if you go, he's not winning the AEW title. That's not happening. He it made you a hundred percent, and it, every mark in the industry went. Oh my God! Christian just beat Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. And it tells a story, and it it builds another storyline, which is the slow, eventual fall apart of the elite, right? Uh, because now Kenny Omega can come out and be like, "I only lost because." The young bucks were incompetent at mm. sliding a chair in. Yeah, I was supposed to win. They were supposed to help me win, and all they did was put a chair in, and that got used against me. Um, yeah, so, that's valid point. So that'll eventually happen, but uh, but just not right now. But in the end, I it's still going to be a hell of a match. Um, I'm ninety. Four percent certain that Kenny Omega walks out of All Out still the champion. You don't have that other one percent to go to ninety five, huh? 
the, the, the match. He's not that certain, okay? He's not that certain. Give still, the guy a break. Still a Nebraska high school friend. A minus, not a Nebraska high school A, huh? Yep, exactly. <laughs> but what's up? So so yeah, I mean I I agree with you. I the the match was phenomenal. And th- that just segues Amazing. segues really easily into my crime. And my crime is that we had a phenomenal last five days of wrestling, right? And I say five days, even though there really wasn't. I mean, there was Impact Wrestling on Thursday that I didn't really get a chance to watch. But for uh, shame, even if you include NXT on Tuesday, which was really good, uh, but then AEW Dynamite on Wednesday, uh, SmackDown was decent on Thursday, uh, Friday, and then the debut of Rampage was fire and um i to to what how did he say it to quote simon except Miller, mark henry commenting that was no nope, even that was great no didn't um, like him i <laughs> uh, simon miller said um oh my god it's fantastic having back welcome back to one hour wrestling you forgot how much you loved it. Yeah, he and said he was like absolutely right. He was like, uh, a one hours of wrestling was like a, a shot of adrenaline right into my veins or something like that. And that's the it, it, and he's it, right. He's yeah, absolutely right. How much more exciting a one out now? I, don't get me wrong. I still like two hour shows. I think that's yeah, probably about the best. Um, Raw needs to peel off the three hour though. But that but that one hour. I mean, it was just it went so fast. Every every moment of it was perfect. Three I, matches. Yeah, three matches, but still great storylines being told in between it and all of this. But um, I I will I will be the middleman in between JLB and and BA Fabe in the fact that I wasn't one hundred percent sold on Mark Henry as on commentary. I enjoyed his backstage interviews and segments backstage. Yeah. Yeah. I was not 100% on him on commentary. Four-man team was stupid. I, Why I, a four-man team? It, now, that being said, um, the rest of the team worked really well. I'm, I'm surprised at how well it worked. I, I like Chris Jericho on commentary. I like Taz mm-hmm. on comedy. I've been on the record saying how I don't like when you're the leader of a faction and also on commentary. Um, and this, I think, is kind of an example of how, why I don't like it, is because they're both of them are leaders of these badass factions, and then they go on commentary and they're marking out like little fanboys. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it worked for Rampage. I would prefer Taz and Jericho to step back from their on-screen roles in in the other things and transition to just commentary. In my thing but uh but i really liked it and excalibur was a great you know in the middle yeah, there. Pull, so, pulling pulling uh jr away from excalibur was fantastic mm-hmm. so, so i feel like me, that was a test run <laughs> yeah for me what i would have rampage be is a three-man booth with excalibur jericho and taz with mark henry being the roving man who uh, can can be in the ring to do ring interviews, can be backstage to interview people backstage and set up vignettes or vignettes back there. Um, 
The shirt so, is real. Yep, it's it's. Is it up? Ready to, it's not up yet, but it's it's getting ready. I <laughs> I have I think the final design done. So, anyways, um, but but the show, like one hour, bam, 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 bam. When it was done, I was like, it's done. Dude, we even got like an a new AEW signing with yes. Fuego de Sol coming and, in, and, I was and like, that's one of the ones that I was gonna even highlight because here's the deal: um, it's come out since then. Uh, backstage footage has come out as well that support this. Fuego did not know that that was happening. Yeah, right. So it his was reaction in the ring was 100% genuine, and uh, I mean, he was literally about to cry, and I don't blame him. Right. Mm -hmm. He just lost a match and was told that the stipulation on that match was if he won, he got a contract, but he was told he's going to lose. Right. So he knew he didn't get the contract, Uh, but they did say stay in the ring afterward. And he's like, what? I don't know why. And they had Sammy Guevara, his best friend, who he kind of got launched on Sammy Guevara's blog, all that stuff, come out and uh, deliver him the contract. And. And it was it was about the most pure moment in wrestling television we've had in a long time. It was so it was uplifting and heartwarming and, and mm-hmm. happy and, and I don't it was a lot, it was Oscar's reaction to Becky being pregnant. It was, yeah. It's it's basically sure. that. It's a it's a one year once in a year thing that can happen. Uh it was so pure. I've literally rewatched it four or five times. Wow. Okay. Just, just that say, not the match <laughs> itself. Um, right. I do want to talk a bit about the match, but I watched just that segment um, four or five times because it it is so powerful to see him first be like, "What's going on?" What, and then we sees the clipboard, and Sammy starts to talk about it, and and says, and when he finally says, "I just I, they wanted me to be the person who comes out here and says Fuego is all elite," and right. And the emotion on his face is so real and so visceral and so heartwarming. And, you know, I get it. Some people aren't Fuego fans. Some people don't see um, the draw in him. And and ultimately, is Fuego um, on the track to being a main eventer in AEW? Probably not. Not in the near right. future, at least, right? It'll probably be part of the trios whenever they come with the title. Uh, yeah, maybe the trios. But here's the deal. Every wrestling company needs, and I, I'm going to use a word that uh, internet marks like to, to use as a uh, derogatory word, uh, but jobbers. Every wrestling company needs jobbers, right? Right. Jobbers doesn't mean what... Well, I mean, hold on. Think he hasn't won literally any match since he's been in AEW. He's won one. Yeah? I thought I looked at Cage match. I didn't see one. Yeah, he won one with the Tornado DT. Oh, okay. Um, And and Sam McVar even made a joke about it. He said, you're like 50 and one. One and Uh, 50. Okay. Um, (laughs) And almost won a second one with 17 Tornado DDTs. uh, Snap. But, but in the end, it's it's one of those things where internet marks love to um, love to deride the word jobber. But jobber mm-hmm. doesn't mean loser. 
Jobber means a person who comes in with a very specific job. And that job is to make a wrestler look good. And that that's well, where we come to that match with Miro, right? Um, he came into that match on fire. He, before the match was even started, hit with a Tornado DDT at Miro, right? Uh, then the match started, he hit another Tornado DDT. And then another Tornado DDT. And then Miro rolled out. And he almost got a count-out victory, which would have won him the contract, but not the... TNT title. Um, and then Miro was able to get back in and he tried to do another Tornado DDT and then Miro took over and destroyed him. And right. threw him around like crazy and Machka kicked him and then hit the game over and he tapped out. So no, he, in, hit, he, hit, he actually hit another one in the ring. Did he hit another and, one in the and ring? And had a 2.9 count. Um but in in the anyway. end, my my point is in the end, uh, Fuego looked good. Miro looked great. Miro right. still looked like a monster. Right. Um, yep. A monster susceptible to a move. Mm-hmm. Which is which could play into how he loses his title later on. Yes. Um, and so in the end, it's it's. Fuego did his job, and he did his job well. Um, he has the ability to do his job well, and that's why I I always hate it. And I will be the first to admit I sometimes fall into it, and I sometimes use the phrase "jobber" to describe uh, a wrestler in a negative light. Um, and it's something that I every time I say it and hear myself say it, I think I need to work on that. Because jobber is not actually a bad term. Because well, every wrestling company needs them, right? Nobody nobody considers Andre a jobber. But that night that Hogan slammed him, there was fear that Andre would not let Hogan get the win, mm-hmm. that Andre would not do the job. Yes. Because Hogan wasn't going to physically be able to beat Andre Hogan wasn't going. If Andre didn't want to get slammed, Hogan wasn't going to slam him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the you know, in in wrestling, you, wrestling companies all need a Barry Horowitz. Yep. Right, and we all need the story of Barry Horowitz getting a win. Yeah, or that's uh, ultimately. Uh, that's what it comes down to is um, job guys eventually get wins, right? Yep. That's really what it comes down Kurt to. Kurt Hawkins. I Kurt mean, Hawkins eventually. That was, and that was a they great feel good. They wasted it, but that's what it was. They Because he, got his, he finally got his win in a tag match. which, But in the end, a job guy is is there to make the the star look great. And, yep. you know, Barry Horowitz lost a lot of matches, but in every single one of his matches, the person who he who, who beat him looked phenomenal. Okay. I don't know what that We was. have an impromptu performance by JLB's phone. Mm-hmm. My bad. That's Apparently... Right. Sorry, I was just reading that apparently Nickelback is getting sued for the song Rockstar 
<laughs> Apologies. Carry on. Isn't but that for- like 17 years too late? Uh, it was 2005. Apparently, he made the song in 2001, and it's going to a judge now. And I was trying to hear the original version, which apparently went crazy loud for you guys. So my apologies. Yeah. 16 so, years later, there's got to be uh, got to be a statute of limitations on that. I don't think there is. He just has to prove that it's that similar in reality. So yeah, Queen pulled it off. Anyway, yeah, like back to last week was so, fire. Yeah, so last week was fire. So we'll we'll get away from the Fuego, but Fuego is going to do his job. He's going to come in. He's going to look like fire. He's going to lose a bunch of matches. He's going to eventually win a surprise match. Um, he's going to he's going to be one of those wrestlers um, that comes into their battle royals and lights the place on fire and still loses, right? And mm-hmm. you know, until recently, I'm I'm going to point this out. Until recently, that was Kofi. Yep. Right, Kofi for a long period in WWE was effectively a jobber. Yep, he right. Did the job in, for a lot of people. He looked really good and then lost to set up the star, the real star. It was only eventually that he got the the go ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so Fuego is going to do what he's supposed to do, and I'm happy for him to have that contract. But back to what we're saying is AEW's only got so many contracts that they can afford, right? Um, and well, I'm and sure Fuego's not a huge dollar yeah, amount. I'm not Fuego, saying... Fuego's probably not even six digit. Yeah. He's probably yeah. A, an up per five digit with, uh, uh-huh. with travel expenses paid. And so, and who knows, maybe he's got a secondary contract, like um, Brandon Cutler technically has two contracts. He's got a contract for his backstage work, and he's got a contract for his performance. And they might do something like that with Fuego, but he's not got, I'm sure he's not a huge, highly paid star, but he's still, he's still making fucking money doing this, and he's got some, some job security, right, which, um, for a guy who up until now has basically had to travel around the country and take any booking he can, that's that's a big deal. And he gets to do it with his best friends, right? That's and if it. you watch Sammy's vlog, um, you see how well Fuego and Marco and um, um, Griff Garrison, you know, all get, get along together, that they're really, really good friends. Um, so, so that was wow, 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 wow. Best, friends. best friends. So, um, but then you know, on top of it, you know, just talking about Rampage, uh, the Christian Cage versus uh, Omega match was fire. The yeah. Fuego versus Miro match was less than two minutes long, official match time, and it still was fire. Um, and then Britt Baker. That was a great match, right? That was great. Yeah. Uh, Red Velvet. I thought it was a little sloppy. It, it, I. That's why I didn't say fire. It was a great match, but it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best I've seen from Red Velvet, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. I think some of it came down to Britt Baker legitimately has a fracture in one of her hands, and so um, I think they tried to make sure that even though they were working the hand, they also were protecting the hand, and I think that played into it. 
Uh, yeah. But it, it was great. I liked it. And then the the uh, at the end where Britt Baker continued to attack Red Velvet and then Chris Statlander came out setting up a, a new fresh feud for Britt Baker afterwards because we haven't really seen Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander and I'm there for it because I love Chris Statlander. Then you had uh, returning Jamie Hayter, which frankly... A lot of people didn't recognize her, and I don't blame them. I barely recognized her. A lot of people thought she was Becky, and I was like, no. I think at a glance, kind of reddish hair. Yeah, if you look really quick, I guess. Really quickly. No, that's not Becky. I don't think anyone seriously thought it was Becky. I think no. I no. think it was I think it was like uh wish.com Becky, you know, at first. <laughs> um but and but the, and here's the other, I I I want to preface that by saying I'm not saying that Jamie Hayter's the wish.com Becky. I'm just saying that that's maybe what they thought at first. Uh, yeah. but but Jamie Hayter, a lot of people even had kind of forgot about her cuz we really haven't seen her in a year and a half. She yeah. was uh there for a lot in the very very early days of of AEW, especially AEW Dark, um with B Priestley. All right? Uh, they're both from England. She's one of B. Priestley's really good friends. <clears throat> B. Priestley and her, of course, both had to go back to England at the start of COVID and got stuck in England. And eventually, uh, B. Priestley had an actual contract with AEW. I don't think Jamie Hayter had a full contract, but B. Priestley got let out of her contract because she couldn't make it to America. Um, so this brings the question if Jamie Haters was able to come over and uh start showing up again, do we have a chance for B Priestley to start showing up again? Which uh, really lights up that women's division, uh huh. Which does uh add to that the fact that B Priestley's boyfriend just showed up at New Japan, uh, Will Ospreay, Casey out of the loop um, on it also brings up is there a chance they both made the trip over here um, and are both going to start showing up over here that could be a lot of fun but Jamie Hayter um, I'm going to have to go back and watch some of her matches and her early AW Dark matches but I remember I liked them overall so I'm excited to see her back and it, again every little bit helps that women's division uh, I'm excited with the concept of um, Ruby Riot now going as uh, Ruby Soho um, showing up. Uh, I think her. Uh, it's right Ruby around the corner. Up at the end of the month, I think. I set a timer for. <laughs> you got alarms for the day. Today, blah, 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 comes available. 15 days, I think, is the June 2nd releases, um, which would put it right at the end of the month, the 30th. Whoop, whoop. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, there's a chance that they could show up at All Out, because that's September 5th. So... There's a good chance. I, I truly, truly believe WWE has sacrificed their strongest division, um, and and yes, it's it's with people they weren't properly using, 
but they just forfeit the ability of other companies to put out a stronger division in terms of women's wrestling. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. The the problem is Vince McMahon always did and always will view NXT as developmental. No, I was and talking women's. I know, women's but e- even NXT development uh, women's yeah. division is developmental, and um, he did not see long term. Um, that those divisions were providing the next stars. I mean, look at it. He brought up uh, Rhea Ripley. He brought up Bianca Belair. And they both are doing well. But other people that he brought up from NXT in the women's division have not been doing so well. No. Um, And so in his mind, NXT is failing at providing stars for even the women's division, which is why I said I'm worried about Candice LeRae. Because Candice LeRae has been in the women's division, and she's one of my favorites in the NXT women's division, but she has not been women's champion. Boy, I don't, I don't know, I don't know that they won't. Uh, they'll wait. They'll wait to nine months. Well, yeah, they'll no, wait until she's had the baby. But yeah, they're not gonna, they're not gonna put themselves the, in that the, political situation. The PR again. of them, uh, but but they can cut Johnny Gargano. And uh-huh. uh, also, in fairness, they did cut a pregnant Maria Canellis. So true. But Maria Canellis was not as big, high profile as Candice LeRae is right now. So, um, but anyways, I I thought Rampage was fire. I thought Dynamite was fire. Dynamite wasn't as good as previous weeks, and I think the ratings uh, kind of showed as well. Uh, but then, even going on, uh, SmackDown was actually pretty decent. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, surprisingly, Nakamura wins the IC belt. Congratulations, Nakamura. Um, you know, other than that, I mean, it was a decent show. It's way better than Raw, right? And then we go into Saturday... And you have AAA, Triple Mania, and New Japan Wrestling Resurgence on both the same night. So one day after losing the the impact to Christian Cage, Kenny Omega faces off with Andrade for the Mega Championship at Triple Mania, uh, which was a f- absolutely fire match. Um, and I'm actually doing a. Uh, a watch through of it. I I watched it, but I wasn't able to like focus on it. So it's actually going to be, I think, my first watch, watch reaction uh, yeah. that I'm going to post because I'm going to watch along and I'm, I'm going to be like, holy crap! To so, um, but on top of it, you had Brian Cage uh, showing up in the Marvel Lucha Libra. Uh, he was dressed as Thanos. Uh God, what a great play! Yeah. Uh, they had a Captain America, they had a Venom, they had a Spider-Man, they had Thanos. Uh, you then later had Brian Cage show up again in a tag team championship match, Phoenix and Pentagon, uh, against Hiodo Vikingo Laredo Kid, and against Taurus and Brian Cage. You had Deanna Perrazzo, uh win the um, AAA Women's Championship. Reina Del, Del Reina, 
uh, Queen of Queens um, there. So now she's a double champion. Uh, and then, again, we cannot, cannot undersell the Kenny Omega versus Andrade match, which did feature Ric Flair in his first post-WWE appearance, coming out to support his soon-to-be son-in-law. It is his uh, son-in-law. Okay, soon-to-be son-in-law. Fair. Yeah, soon-to-be. They're not married yet. Nope. Valid. So. Don't you ruin that for the guys who are in love with Charlotte that <laughs> have no shot in hell. No chance. Um, and then, uh, like we said, New Japan Wrestling Resurgence came along. And um, while I didn't get to watch much of this, um, but... You know, you had some some phenomenal matches. TJP, uh, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita versus Wheeler Yuta, Rocky Romero, and Fred Russer. Um, and Wheeler Yuta has recently been tearing it up on AEW and AEW Dark with the best friends. And he's really been impressing me there. And, of course, TJP is always fun. So that's mm-hmm. a great match there. Uh, Leo Rush made his appearance in, in a, what's it, a, five, a ten-man tag match. Um, which had all sorts of flipty dudes. Which means Leo is detired. Um, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of focus on this a bit, uh, because I I too made fun of him for for, it, but then I reread his retirement um announcement, and he specifically said in his retirement announcement that he's retiring because of injuries. He will do his best to fulfill any prior commitments. Oh, uh, okay. And I believe he had prior announced that he was going to be part of this. So I think this is a prior commitment that he's... And so now, if he is still wrestling in two months, then uh, <laughs> let's make all sorts of fun of him because that's no longer prior commitments. But uh, Juice Robinson versus Hikaleo. Uh, Hikaleo recently wrestled on AEW Dynamite and then on uh, uh, Dark as well. And Juice Robinson has been wrestling on Impact Wrestling with uh, Dave Finley as Finn Juice. Um, and so that's a fun match there. I, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Moose. I haven't seen the match. I really need to see that match, though. Yeah, I gotta um, watch Os- this pay-per-view. Yeah. Will Ospreay returning and declaring himself the real IWGP champion. We mentioned that earlier, but he still has his belt, and he says, I never turned it, I never lost this belt. You didn't take the belt off Moxley, so I'm the real champion. Uh, which then means we're gonna see Will Ospreay wrestling on American soil, which opens up all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, for him appearing on Impact, him appearing on AEW, him maybe yep. appearing on Ring of Honor, or or even NWA. Um, uh, yeah. So hold up. So I I think I figured out Vince. Huh. I think he I think he thought to himself, well, these guys. The reason these guys are kicking so much ass is because because they're all playing together now. But if if they can all load their rosters up, then they won't play with each other anymore. Possibly. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson versus John Moxley and Yuji Nagata. Yes, please. Wow. Okay. 
Jay White versus Dave Finley for the IWGP Never Openweight Championship, which Jay White has. Uh, and of course, Dave Finley is Fit Finley's son, if you don't know that. Which you say every single time you bring him up. Yes. <laughs> it's important because he doesn't look anything like Fit Finley. Uh, so, yeah. Charlotte doesn't look like Rick either, so. She doesn't uh, look like Rick. Looks a little like Rick. Uh, Hiroshi <laughs> Tanahashi defeated Lance Archer for the IWGP United States Championship. So, uh, used to be on Moxley. Lance Archer won it. Tanahashi won it off him. Uh, of course, Moxley was there and came out afterwards because he had prior said uh, that he wants Tanahashi. So, there's probably now going to be a match Tanahashi versus Moxley for that. Um, so a fire night from that, uh, it was just a great, great five days. And now we have to look at, at Monday Night Raw coming up and, <laughs> and, and it'll be, well, it'll be, there, there might be fires. It's a, a dumpster. They'll fire. be in dumpsters, but, they'll be in, but there will be fires. Or, or in, in a little baggie of dog shit on your front porch. <laughs> well, look, it's, it's the week before SummerSlam, so hopefully they decide to at least put it on a decent raw. Ooh. To excite. They haven't no. done good home, go-homes in a while. Yeah, I know. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm making a, making a prediction. It's not a prediction of results or whatever. My prediction is... That as shitty as this week on Raw is going to be, and even as eh, iffy SmackDown might be, that we're going to come away after watching SummerSlam saying, by God, WWE has put on a good pay-per-view. Because it seems <laughs> to be what's happened every fucking pay-per-view this year. We've spent weeks leading up to it talking about how WWE's pro television product is horrible. And then they put on a good pay-per-view, and then we go, well, maybe they're capable of doing that all the time. And then, like, little fucking fish with five-minute memories, um, we forget <laughs> that they don't do this all the time. They just do it on the pay-per-views just enough to make us forget. Anyway, it's amazing how they do that. because they're so delicious. Hashtag so, so, so we've got uh, Raw tonight. I say tonight because it's officially day now. Um, we have Raw tonight. Um, meh, whatever. Uh, NXT tomorrow, Tuesday. It'll be interesting with the ch changing looks, whether it's going to be good or not. Um, but then Dynamite. Uh, Impact on Thursday, if you get a chance to watch that. SmackDown, then Rampage on Friday. Saturday, the first dance. Yeah, the first dance, which here he, I've said this before, with all of the hinting at CM Punk showing up at it, Tony Khan uh, in an interview said, uh, "For the first dance, I think you all, I think everyone knows what to expect." With all of the CM Punk hinting for the first dance, right? If CM Punk doesn't make an appearance, there's gonna be fucking rioting in the street. Nah, probably not rioting. But the that's going to be everything be. you hear. <laughs> well, maybe in Chicago. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's going to be everything you hear from the internet wrestling community all day Saturday is going to be like, Rah! how dare them? 
Um, so I'm relatively certain CM Punk's going to show up. Um, it would be really funny if they had Cult of Personality hit, but then Brian Danielson walked out. Um, <laughs> uh, that's the sort of trolling that I, I and provide. I, I almost feel like something big is going to happen, but it's not going to be CM Punk because, like, I feel like he's going to just show up at uh, at All Out. I I think here's the you you don't sell twenty four thousand tickets to the United Center, uh, in Chicago, um, hinting that he's going to be there and not deliver it and expect there to still be people tuning in. Uh, to two weeks later when you come back to Chicago, right? Now, is he going to wrestle? No. I, I bet you he makes an appearance, and it might... It might be a vignette. It might be a vignette, yes. A vignette. Um, vignette. <laughs> it, it, it might, what I was going to say. He's going to make an appearance. It might not be in person. It might be pre-recorded, or it might be uh, just a vignette, or, or it might be uh, via satellite from his house. Yeah. In Chicago. Um, or it might just be him sitting in the crowd. You Do we have any I mean? matches? Do we have any matches for that rampage yet? We do, uh, right? They have not announced any matches yet. Nothing? Uh, okay. Matches? We don't need no sticking matches. Um, <laughs> but so, so, but I, I'm 90, I'm 94.1% certain that CM Punk's going to be there. Um, I'm only slightly more certain that CM Punk's going to be there than I am that Kenny Omega is going to retain the belt. Uh, anyways, but but anyways, and then Saturday we're going to have SummerSlam, and then Sunday we're having an NXT. Yeah, it'll be a crazy weekend. Oh, jeez. So yeah, so um, that's the programming note for everyone. Expect next week's to be not a typical. How report. how are we gonna do our whole review thing with best of worst Wait, of? We're just gonna have to do like we did for WrestleMania, so best of the weekend. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're gonna I'm gonna get in trouble. trouble. Yep. We're gonna get a copyright <laughs> strike for that. <laughs> but, but so it's gonna be a phenomenal week. So that's that's my crimes for for the week is how great this last week was and how great this up, upcoming will be. Aside from the really the next three weeks, I think are gonna be fire. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and then fallout from that could all be good and then and then leading up to to uh all out there's a lot of fun that can be had there well then you also have nwa's uh event happening on the 29th so yeah it's gonna be an exciting week all the way up until uh week three weeks all the way up until all out so 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 i'm here for it what a time to be a wrestling fan unless you also (laughs) it's monday at wrong and then, yeah, unless you're just a WWE fan, then I don't know. You just are down in the dumps. Well, how do you feel? I mean, if you're Vince and you're you're looking at SmackDown and Raw's numbers since what July is when SmackDown passed up Raw. 
something like that. Yeah. Um, are are you still attributing that to free television, or are you attributing that to the product on Raw? Yet. I mean, I if if I'm Vince McMahon. Uh, I'm uh, saying that this entire last year, the problem has been the fact that we haven't had fans in the crowd. No COVID. Yeah, COVID's fault. And what's uh, what's the latest on SummerSlam? Because apparently SummerSlam isn't going to happen in Houston, in the arena, Uh, because of new COVID restrictions. Everything I've heard so far has has said it's still going on. Still yeah, going no, on? Okay. It, yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be a lot of hell for Texas to change it. That There there was a report like uh, two weeks ago that WWE was preparing for the chance that uh, it, it wasn't going to go on. But but right now... I would guess that'd just be change of venue to outdoor. Yeah, right, right now... Knowing WWE. Uh, well, the governor of Texas isn't going to... Yeah, Greg Abbott isn't going to sprint towards that by any means. No. Well, no, but it was like a limit in how many people you can actually have or something. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was just something along the lines of how many people you can have in the stadium. Like they were going to push that back a bit. But I guess maybe not because they haven't even announced Thunderdome or anything. So. And it's a week away, so I doubt nothing's going to happen. They're going to actually do it. Which, kudos to them, thank God. Because all that preparation, and then you have to go back to the Performance Center. Like, Jesus. Refund all those tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Allegiant Stadium just has a whole page about, uh, you know, it saying, it's, it's going on. Okay, cool. Like I said, uh, all I'd ever heard was a report that WWE was was making backup preparations in case they had to. Uh, well, and with Allegiant Stadium being sponsored by a health company, obviously they're going to have all the health protocols in place. Free shots at the door. Okay, nobody got the sarcasm there. No, nobody. Yeah. No. Free five G at the door. Mm. <laughs> Better Wi-Fi, yay! It's so dumb. Uh, it's a, yeah. I could tune into Tokyo with my with my new five G arm. My it's shot. amazing. Shot, 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 Yeah, here, here's the deal. Um. Lincoln, Nebraska just had 90,000 people in a stadium for a Garth Brooks concert. Um, I, I don't think Texas is going to let uh, Nebraska outbig them right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the point. When Nebraska did that. Nah, nah, let's, let's have pack them all in there for SummerSlam. But in arenas, they, they all the fans have to get the shots, or they just have to test negative? Uh, as of right now, the official uh, COVID-19 policy from Allegiant Stadium 
is uh, duh, 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 all individuals, regardless of vaccination status, must wear a mask while inside the stadium. State, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, state does not currently require proof of vaccination to attend events. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, guys, so I do want to bring something up before we get to the AWWB or whatever, AEW, ROH, or Impact. Uh, uh, what are we thinking? That's on Tuesdays. The next is misdemeanors and commendations. Oh, Jesus. We'll go right. ahead and talk about that. Go ahead. Um, so what are we thinking? So there was reports that Charlotte and Be- uh, Charlotte and uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks missed a live show. Um, yeah. Brian Saxton had mentioned to the crowd unforeseen circumstances. Obviously, there's rumors roaring. Is it COVID? Is it something else? Curious if you guys had heard anything more about that. I haven't heard I haven't. anything more. I mean, just the rampant, uh, rampant speculation. Um, I, I would, I would venture to say. That I well with COVID and all of that stuff, who knows? Um, mm. But in reality, I would bet it was probably more travel related because it wasn't. It was one of their super shows. It wasn't one of their televised shows, right? Um, and so they had to travel specifically for it. I'm just betting it comes out that they that they had travel issues that made it them not able to get there in time um that's my speculation oh god that's how he speculates <laughs> but i, mean, I don't I'm have not, a clue yeah i don't have a clue and I, I i wouldn't overthink anything right now um there are there is a significant portion of wwe wrestlers who are vaccinated well i imagine they tests. would all have to be no they don't have to be. The superstars don't running, have to be. They're not cutting promos. For for what I've uh, from what I've read, WWE is not currently requiring vaccination, but they are uh, testing. Oh, okay. So, I just uh, okay. And they're and they're not cutting pro. I mean, pick somebody who's not in that promo video of encouraging people to vaccinate because they're they're not going to put that person who refuses to vaccinate on that promo. Right, for sure. For risk that it comes out that they refuse to vaccinate. Okay. I, I mean, in so, the end, do do I expect uh, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks did get vaccinated? I I would venture to say I'd, I'd put money that they had. They probably did, yeah. Um, but, A, breakthrough infections happen. Um, you know, the vaccine is... Not, it was originally said at ninety five percent effective. Now they're saying it's, it's probably realistically closer to ninety percent effective. And then Delta uh, is it's even spreads a little, faster. Yeah, and it's a little bit less effective against Delta. Um, so a breakthrough infections happen. Um, so it could be. I'm not saying it's not. Um, but as of the, right now, they're both expected be. for SmackDown. And that's what it'll come down to. If we see them on SmackDown, then it was a uh, 
They also would else. likely be very, very low effect on, on their actual health. Mm-hmm. Very low effect on their actual health. Well, very but, likely, but I mean... In all, prob- in all probability, not reality, because we don't know. We, we don't we don't have any facts about any of it other than mm-hmm. they didn't show up for a super show. Yep. Right. And frankly, he here's another thing uh, to play into it. It could have been that they weren't actually booked for the show. That this was a card subject to change moment where they were advertised for the show. And I said, oh, yeah, they couldn't make it because of unforeseen circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but WWE was like, yeah, don't go to the show. We want to rest you. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. that would. You, you got to get your hair checked because um, that was just all up in your mouth. So you got to get that checked to make sure there's no split ends in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's a ra- real hair? Do you think it's a weave? Sasha's? It's no. Oh, uh, Bianca's. Bianca's, I believe, is real. Um, the whole, thing? the whole long tail? No, I don't think yeah. that's real. I uh, think that's a clip on. I think there's something added to it. That's maybe yeah. I, think. I, I think the, it's the only reason. Hers. The only reason I thought yeah. it real is because uh, uh, I thought it was at one point I read uh, that it was a point of pride of hers that she had had gone X number I mean, of years with... without cutting her hair. Without it braided, that's longer than she is tall. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm. For sure. Uh, that's why I think it's a, at least not all of it. I think some of it's a, maybe a clip-on or something, because that'd be too long, man. I mean, it's possible, but that's that's years of dedication, if, if that, so... <laughs> No, no, damn it! I put that on that song in my head myself. <laughs> on the stage. No, I'm mentioning the right song. No, according to Bianca Belair on Booker T's podcast, uh, the braid is real. Oh wow! Of it. Yeah. Wow. They, I, she's got to have something in it to to help reinforce it, then, so it doesn't get damaged in matches. The way they use it. Yeah, that's wild. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hair is remarkably strong, man. Yes, it is. Would you ever see the Superman cartoon where he, they were hanging a thousand pounds from... Never mind. Or no, that was Superman 4. But... Uh... I've never actually measured the hair, but it's almost to the floor. It's pretty long. It almost touches. I would say it's between my ankle and my knee, so somewhere mid-calf. So that's the length of my hair. It's pretty long. Uh, Preparing the hair for every match is a task. I'm not even going to lie about that. It's a task. I'm probably one of the last girls in the back to get ready. It's a lot I put into the braid. It's not something that everyone can do, and that's what makes it special. All the work I put into the braid is worth it, so I'm not even going to complain how much time it takes to do the braid. So there you have it. It is real. The plus for her is now that she's made roster, that probably she probably gets a little help with it. Yeah, straight up. Hopefully. So, all right, commendations. 
commendations. I'm just gonna say, let's put we can put them in together into one commendations and misdemeanors. Just okay. This way we run through them. Who wants to go first? I got a few. Okay. So uh, commendation. Hold on. Commendation number one is Will Ospreay telling the story that he's telling. I know we've already talked about it a little bit, but that that storytelling is fantastic. Um, that heel work is great. We, I mean, he's been a heel for a little while now in New Japan, but but when you look up his matches online, you're typically going to see face Will Ospreay. Um, heel Will Ospreay is a lot more fun than face Will Ospreay. Face oh, Will Ospreay. Okay. Face Will Ospreay is entertaining in matches, but that's about it. Uh, heel Will Ospreay is entertaining all the freaking time. <laughs> so, well, and he, I really, I thought he was Johnny Gargano. I thought he was he was a pure natural baby face. I was like, ah, you're gonna be boring forever. But nope, nope, he's not. He's here's the thing. He's entertaining all Fa- the time. Face Will Ospreay is just fucking ricochet. Yeah. It's just, yep. It's just, and and the deal. I'm not trying to dog Ricochet on this. Ricochet is a ton of fun to watch in the ring. He has no but, charisma on the mic. But uh, why do we care about him, right? Why do we? He's got nothing. Nothing going on. Ricochet needs to be the other piece to Nikki Ash. He could actually pull off a superhero gimmick. Anyway, that's Anyways. hot take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I, I also have a misdemeanor, um, and this misdemeanor goes out to us, oh. to all all of us in this group, um, and that's because at one point we were putting WWE on blast for the stomp, and nobody put oh, it on blast. Jesus. And and I I gotta say I. I felt uncomfortable with the second stomp. Um, was legitimately uncomfortable with it. I mean, I'm I'm gonna have to go back and and let's. I don't remember putting WWE on blast for the stomp, but I've always liked the so, stomp. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think I've. Yeah, are you sure we put them on blast? Because I feel like yes. that's not something I would have yep. said. Because he was facing. Apollo, maybe? And we thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just did that. I don't know. I feel like uh, if Smarks can go through his archives, I don't. I think that was might, might have been you again, perhaps. <laughs> well, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm so I, sorry I, that the conservative guy is the one who's uncomfortable I, with it. I, I don't remember uh, saying it. I'll, I'll just go on your word, I guess, but... Um, I, I I think context always matters. Yeah, that's everything. it. And if it was like a, a racist gimmick or something, then yeah, I, I will really say that I think of. it was it was during the riots. But beyond that, yeah, maybe I don't know. And that that definitely complained to. It also comes down to uh, the the characters that people play. You know, um, oh, I don't disagree. I like I, I said, I wasn't uncomfortable I, with the first one, I was uncomfortable with the second one on the title. I just, yeah, for, for me, when your gimmick is is and and your reality is you're a dentist 
any move that's designed to hit the teeth um, plays directly into that part of your gimmick. Yeah, I was um, I was even uncomfortable you saying that. So, so <laughs> let's just um, move forward. <laughs> yeah. And so, but that's the, that's the deal. I mean, Britker's whole gimmick is I'll knock your teeth out and then you can pay me to fix it. You know, um, so uh, I will say I don't necessarily like the idea of the stomp being uh, in her repertoire, if only because I think she's got so many other moves already that she can deal with. Um, that, I, but that's that's less of a uh, racial consideration and more a. I just think she's got better things she could do. But anyway, was so that it for that you? Was, yeah, but well, I mean, I'm, I could come up with dozens of others. I'm not gonna. JLB, <laughs> you got anything? Um. Well, I don't know if it's an accommodation or accommodation. Yeah. Accommodation is you know like a hotel, hotel room. Or, you know. Continental what breakfast. Is... I don't know why I keep messing that up. Um, so I just am not sure if I like it or not. I feel like I'm still going to give Baron Corbin props. on. Oh, he put on a great match. I'm 100% down with the poor Baron Corbin gimmick. Like I am, and I still think it's great, but I'm also kind of fed up at the same time. Like, it's just like... Corbin, I kind of just want you to because it's 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 almost getting to the point of how he was King Corbin. It was good for a bit, and then it just got stupid. Um, really excited for him against KO uh, if that becomes a thing. But I guess KO beat him, so maybe not. Um, I just he's he's, he's he's the problem is he's just in one of those storylines that he's not going to gain anything from it. You know There's what I mean? There's going to be a when payoff you... to it. And the payoff's going to be Happy Corbin, and that's going to be where he gains something. But you've got to reach rock bottom before they can tell this story. The 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 only piece I <clears throat> didn't like about it this week, about the Corbin It's the whole stuff. bankruptcy thing, too. Like, he's going to fall for bankruptcy. Like, how do you lose everything just because you lose your crown? It just doesn't make sense. Because you, you were spending your money like you were a king, and you're not a king. Duh. Suspend a, your disbelief. Now, now, the suspension of disbelief here is that uh, the Im- implication that being king of the ring came with additional income. Right? That's it. Um, and that losing the crown, losing the king of the ring crown, means he no longer has that additional income that he had been banking on and, spin- and pre-spending. Right? Right. Um, and now that he no longer had that, he no longer has the prestige to keep his wife happy. And so his wife left him, left him, and he lost the house because he couldn't afford to make the payments anymore, and he couldn't afford the Bentley anymore, and he just needs a, a couple hundred thousand dollars to make ends meet for a day or two. Which is that—that's <laughs> my complaint. Monday it was I need a hundred thousand dollars. Friday it was I'll fight Kevin Owens for a thousand if I if I win. Oh, but what? I like that because <laughs> because he's so desperate, yet he still wants to be conning. You know what I mean? He still wants to con people, like no problem. Uh, so he's still cunning in that way as well. So I like that. I don't mind that because he's all over the place, right? He doesn't yeah. care. He just wants on, money. On top of he's it, a as, poor man. as someone who won 
once was unemployed. Once. Um, use just once? Because it was, it, was, it was just that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you that early on in your unemployment, you're thinking big picture. This is what I need, big picture. And then later in the unemployment, you start thinking, what do I need for today? You know? Right. Um, and so earlier on, he was like, I just need $100,000 to get back on feet and everything. And then at the end of the week, he's made it to the, I, I don't even need, I'm not even worried about getting back on my feet. I'm just worried about tonight, you know? I need right. a bologna sandwich. Oh my gosh, if he fights for a bologna sandwich next week, that'll be fantastic. Well, <laughs> you know, they, they had a whole thing about him getting fined for uh, <laughs> not wearing a suit. Because he wasn't wearing his suit. Uh, they had a whole gimmick that they weren't going to let him into the show because he didn't look like uh, uh, he belonged there. Uh, um, and so, you know, it's going to be one of these things where uh, they're going to show him back at catering in one of them, you know, and... Sneaking uh, food. Trying to sneak food, you know, and eventually... Well, he stole the money in the bank, so we'll see what happens there. I also feel like there needs to be... Um... The feud needs to be with Shinsuke at some point because Shinsuke is the king of the ring. Mm-hmm. Well, right. for now. At some point. Reportedly, yeah. they're having a whole king of the ring tournament in less than a month, so. Uh, oh, okay. They better not give it back to Corbin. I swear to God. Get him out of that king I say, I say less than a month. It's supposed to start in September and then finish, I think, in October at the... Uh, Saudi Arabia, if they do that. Um, anyways, uh, they're doing both a King of the Ring and a Queen of the Ring, reportedly. That's right. Mm, yeah, nice. yeah, that's right, because we fantasy booked that. You weren't here for that. Sorry, guy. No, no problem. I'm sorry. I was uh, I was already asleep. <laughs> but so, in the end, um, I'm I'm down with the, the Baron Corbin. Um, but my... Um, commendations and or misdemeanors you know i mean i, I kind of go along with i would say phenomenal week congratulations to uh, christian cage for becoming the at least for the time being impact world champion yeah um can't wait to see you get destroyed by moose yeah who's he facing actually he's not facing moose is he he's facing no, uh yet. um no they they announced uh some dude. Um, they announced that, that it's for um, it was it emergence. Uh, no, not DDP. Definitely not DDP. Uh, damn it. Brian Myers. That's his next. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, but he's going to be at the tapings and then, uh, emergence is, I think their next pay-per-view. And that's the whole multi-brand event, right? No, that's Slammiversary. No. Um, Bound for glory. 
that's Bound for Glory. Emergence okay. is, um, I say it's their pay per view. It's one of their, um, just their specialty shows. Impact okay. plus events uh, that they do in between. So, okay. Um, and Bound for Glory is going to be there. Theoretically, they're, uh, they have officially announced that it's going to be multi brand, but that's been the, what they hinted at heavily. So, um, but congratulations to him. Congratulations to Fuego for getting a contract. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, congratulations to Diana Perrazzo for becoming a double champ. Uh, even though reports have it, the match wasn't the best match. Um, still. Who was she facing? Um, I'm not entirely certain I remember the name. It's okay, not a name I was super familiar with, but... Um, that's fair. No worries. Don't need to. That was that resurgence, though, right? Yes. Um... <laughs> I really got to check out that pay-per-view, though. That sounded fire from top to bottom. And then I don't know much about Will Ospreay. So I am really excited so... to see more of this guy. You got to. Yeah. So Will Ospreay, the, the fun thing with Will Ospreay is you... Uh... You do get to watch the evolution of him over the years. So go back and and watch. Uh, you can just search for Will Ospreay versus Ricochet. And you can see early Will Ospreay um, in a match that was... Um, I mean, anything Ricochet is five stars to me, so don't you dare say otherwise. Oh, no, it, it was... Well, here's the deal. It's, it's <laughs> controversial. Uh, Fabi Apache, that was who, uh, oh. yeah, um, which I'm not super familiar with. So, uh, mm. so Will Ospreay versus Ricochet was, I'd say controversial in the fact that it was one of those matches that, uh, you either loved or you hated, right? Mm. Um, because it represented, a, a different style of wrestling than was, familiar right um and we've gotten more used to it with ricochet now more in the main uh thing but it it was one of these matches that was very heavily on flipty do in fact uh the argument against it being considered a great match is the fact that it really looked in some ways more like a gymnastics show than okay, yeah. than a wrestling match right and that's the the slight against it right but you get to watch him come from that and and go through the years and eventually watch him i mean the big thing is he's bulked up a lot since then okay because if you see him now he he is like in the early ones he was basically ricochet's size right um mm. but now he's definitely a heavyweight uh but he still moves a lot like the cruiserweight flippy do. So, so oh my if, god, if you... Walter faced Will Osprey. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. So 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 go through, but but I I recommend you watch a bunch of his earlier stuff and then try to find some of his stuff the last couple of years. And yeah, you I'm get to see find a playlist. See, yo, his his evolution because he started off and he was basically a baby face, uh, flippy doer. And kind of like D.A. Fabe talked about, you know, he's just a white meat baby face and, and all of this stuff. And uh, 
it's only been relatively recently that he developed this this edge, heel. this heel uh, thing. But at the same time, he also moved from junior, uh, super juniors, junior heavyweight <coughs> to heavyweight. And so he bulked up a lot and... Um, well, and the other piece is this is that all of that's happened just right after he was named wrestler of the year by uh, by uh, Pro Wrestling Magazine, Pro, uh, Illustrator, but, no, yeah, Pro Insider, Pro Wrestling, yeah. Insider, that's what it is, uh, by PW Insider, um, and that was 2019, I want to say, and so. Um, the I will tell you if you do go back and watch the older stuff, the one thing that irritates me the most about back then um, is the flip de doo with nobody making contact. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, two, okay. two guys flipping across the ring and nobody hits anything and they stop and they land in the superhero pose and they look at each other. And it's just that's where you start going, oh my gosh, this is a gymnastic show. Yeah, and that's <laughs> okay. that's legitimately the the knock against that match. But and, fans uh, loved it every time but, he did it. Uh-huh. So, um, but like yeah, you know, just hop on. <laughs> Jesus, that's a long list. Go to cage match and go to match guide. <laughs> uh, and and like the match guide. <laughs> Let's sort this by Wrestling Observer. Should I just do like five star matches? Like play a list of his five star matches? Or no? Um, you're going to have a lot of them. Not fair. <laughs> um, he has, let's let's just start, let's count the number of matches above, uh, five stars and above. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, five star and above matches. Wow. Um, uh, and all of those, all, all of those except for four are 2019 and, and later, right? Mm. Four. I don't them, even think the, the Ray Mysterio wasn't, was it? The early one in his career? Where he got basically Osprey got to be the yeah as I say he got to be the kid in the audience after he beat Rey Mysterio and Rey gave him a mask. Nope. So, uh, so the oldest one is a 2016, but it's a, um, a trios match: Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus Matt Seidel, Ricochet, and Will Osprey. Golly, oh, wow. that sounds that so sounds, fun. Yeah, that sounds that's fire. from 2016. Uh, in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, yeah, PWG. Um, then you've got Kushida versus Will Ospreay in 2017. One of the uh, few guys who might actually have more five star matches. Uh, Marty Skrull versus Will Ospreay in 2018. Her I can't Os- believe you said his name out loud. Again, you get, separate the artist from the art. Uh, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi in 2018 and then you hit 2019 and that's where he starts his his thing so you've got uh, Shingo Takagi versus Will Ospreay you've got Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay you've got Bandito versus Will Ospreay Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay how did the Matt Riddle match fare 
Um, there is a Matt Riddle match that got four and three quarter stars. Oh, okay. Currently so. streaming that as we speak. Uh, <laughs> then in uh, 20, you've got uh, Shingo Takagi with uh, five stars again. And you've got uh, Takahashi versus Osprey with five and a half stars. Um, and then in 21, you got Shingo Takagi versus Osprey with five and a half stars. And in 21, another Takagi versus Will Osprey with six stars. Oh, well. Um, no but again, that's just the five and up, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at four and three quarter stars, <laughs> uh, You've got, let me get the count here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 28 four and three quarter star matches. Damn. And don't, we don't, don't, you don't need to name them I'm all. I'm not going to name them all, but that's one of those. Uh, well, two of those are the Will Ospreay versus Ricochet matches. So it's nice. one of those. Uh, I would bet the one, let's see, the one that gets the, the highest uh, fan view is from May 18th of 2017. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. But there's one from May 27th of 2016 just before uh, that is also up there and then there's one from another one from 2016 i mean he wrestled them a lot but i'll ch- i'll check on cage matches all right i have uh some watching to do this week and if any of you guys are down maybe we can do like a i'll watch along or something not necessarily botch alongs i feel like they're i only, I only do that with botches <laughs> Soon. Yeah. We need to record 26 episodes of it for this year's <laughs> season. Sounds like a plan. There's plenty of botches in the so, rest of the world. Let's see here. Just to answer. Uh, so, Yak um, does not have more five star matches than Will. Really? Uh, there are only a few wrestlers. O- Okada. Uh, Sorry, Okada, I was thinking of Okada. Yeah, Okada has 21 uh, five-plus-star matches. Wow. Uh, Misawa has 25. He's the top one uh, with 25. Uh, Kenta Kobashi has 23. Uh, Kawada, Omega's got to be close to Osprey. have but 21. I'd... Omega has 17. Will Osprey is 16. So Omega's one ahead of yeah. Will Ospreay. Uh, for now. For now, right? Um Rounding out, you've got uh, Akira Tao with 15, Hiroshi Tanahashi with 15, Kota Ibushi with 13, and Manami Toyota with 13. Hey, side note also from Wednesday night, uh, mad props to uh, Kenny Omega's promo where he told Christian Cage, uh, maybe this is the, the the previous week, but where he told Christian Cage, so you can finally get that elusive five-star match that you've never had. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, burn. Valid, so, though. <laughs> so uh, the, the one misdemeanor I have to Christian do. has had one five-star match. It was the TLC, not uh, two. 
Um, yep. But the the one uh, misdemeanor I have to have is fucking uh, Ric Flair. Apparent, <laughs> apparently wants to have another match. But dude, he was so tired from that figure four that he did a triple A. Yeah. Up. Apparently, that's the report. He wants to have one more match. Um, and the speculation is he wants to have it with Sting, um, which I get from a standpoint of, you know, his career in, in NWA and WCW is so tied to Sting to have right. one final final match for it. But he, he, here's the thing. Um, yeah, it can't a be coach's a singles match. match. Yeah, Do a coach's match. He can lead Andrade and Sting can lead Darby. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't even want to see it because uh, I'm. I'm gonna point back behind me on that shelf there. There's a, a VHS tape. It's right there, right? Um, I keep it around because that VHS tape has the last WCW Nitro on it, um, which featured the last <laughs> Sting versus Ric Flair match. And I would like that to stay the last Sting versus Ric Flair match. Because Even though both, not the best. It wasn't the best, but it was still both of them in, I, I'm not even going to say their primes. Because I, I, would, I would venture I would to contest. say most people would say Ric Flair was, all, was at that point past his prime. Yes, um, yeah, I would say his prime was about the time NWO showed up. Yeah. was the end of his prime. So, but it's still, it was still when they both could put on good matches. And the argument I have to say is, um, in, in 1999, if you would have said, oh, I really, really, really want to see Undertaker versus Goldberg, everyone would have been like, yeah, that match would be fire. Um, and we eventually got Undertaker versus Goldberg. And it was not fire. 18. It it was it was a steaming pile of monkey shit. It never happened. I don't want to believe it. Never happened. Um, I erase it from my memory. What happens in Arabia stays in Arabia. Exactly. So and and that's <laughs> what it comes down to. I don't want to I don't want that to happen with Flair versus uh Sting. I I I like the idea of their last match being the last match ever on Monday Nitro. That's it. Well, I mean, that's where that rivalry ends. Now they don't have a, a rivalry now. That's it. This is a few years. This is still uh, what was it? Twenty sixteen when he did that match with Mick Foley, that hardcore match and Impact. That was still pretty fire. But I mean, flip. but it was a it was a hardcore match, which it's means still, it can't. It, I mean, it can be. Here's the deal, and and this is went, not though. dogging Moxley. This is not dogging those guys. But when you're putting on Stone Cold went to a brawler style of wrestling because his injuries didn't allow him to be a technical style wrestler anymore. The reason you go to a brawler or a blood match, a match where there's blood involved, I think it was a first blood if I remember correctly, um, is because he can't put on the match anymore. And again, this isn't dogging people who do death matches. This is saying there's a reason Terry Funk could do death matches all the way into his late 60s, early 70s. Right. Yeah. I mean, in the end, 
Um, it's it's the reason that Chris Jericho, when he left WWE and went to New Japan, he changed his style. He was no longer the uh, in-ring technician that he uh, had previously did. He became the pain maker, and he started doing a lot more brawling. Because mm. it's easier to do that at an, at an older age. It's easier to do that uh, as you advance. And again, just like DFA would say, this is not knocking them, right? This is understanding their limits. But the thing is, I don't, I don't want to see Ric Flair the brawler, and I don't want to see Sting the brawler, right? Um, and I said this before, and and I'll be the first to admit, Sting has impressed me with his ability to go in the ring right mm -hmm. now. Uh, but he's still a sixty-year-old man who limits his matches to time frames. Yes, who who uh, and going up against a seventy-year-old man, I, I don't, I don't have an interest in. I mean, if anything, this would have to be pre-taped and edited and whatever. But Ric Flair ideally would just want like an old-school, you know, live match. But no, Rick can't do that. Come on, bro. No. But reports have it that that's what he wants, and that's part of why he left WWE is that he wants to do one more match. And, uh, and I don't want to see it. I mean, I, no. and the thing is, this is not about not respecting Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair. Um, he had a, uh, he had a hard time getting ruin, up from the figure four for crying out loud. This is about not ruining his legacy. Mm -hmm. It's uh, about not I'm, having him die in the ring. Yeah, that's, that's it. So really. Thus far, Ric Flair's final matches have been Sting in 99, which was a good match. Um, HBK, which was an emotional match. I mean, that one mm -hmm. took you through an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And then, of course, the the McFoley match, which is was I believe his last one in in Impact. Um, if it wasn't his last one, then it was close to his last one, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's the last memorable one. Um, I'm okay with it ending on that. Those mm -hmm. were all good matches. Why press your luck, man? Yeah. That's exactly my thing. Is just why, unless it's against Charlotte for the family crown, and and it's figure four versus figure eight. I don't know, but even then, I don't want to see it. No. Actually, yep. his last match was against Sting. Impact Wrestling, December ninth, twenty eleven. Okay, so shortly after the. The Mick Foley. Well, so a year we've, after, we've had yeah. we've had two last matches with Sting. We don't yeah. need another one. We, we just and we sure as hell don't need it ten years later. Jesus, Ric Flair did a street fight with AJ Styles and Matt Hardy. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch these matches. I think we have a few Impact botulons to do against. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, let's do it. <laughs> Ric Flair and Impact, that could be a whole season. Oh, straight up. Abyss and Hulk Hogan versus AJ Styles and Ric Flair. Gee, golly. How, how do you put Abyss with Hulk Hogan? <laughs> I don't know. You just do as you're told and that's it. Well, considering and Hogan booked it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway, man. great commendation. 
Um, in the end, uh, the the only other thing, I I really hope Impact Wrestling has a plan to unify the um, belts, two belts. And, and so uh, someone can stop carrying two belts because um, I cannot tell you how many times I had to explain to people on uh, Twitter or TikTok or whatever why there were two Impact belts right now. Uh, they're like, why? What? So, so uh, there's a TNA belt, and then he retired that, and he replaced it with the Impact belt, and then Tessa Blanchard had the Impact belt. She couldn't come uh, to the states because she was down in Mexico and COVID and everything, so they stripped her of the Impact belt. But since they didn't have the Impact belt, they had Moose find the old TNA belt and declare himself the champion. And then Rich Swan won the the Impact belt, so then uh, they had Moose versus Rick, Rich Swan to unify the belts. But then they didn't unify them; they just had two belts. Um, and so then, then Kenny Omega won, and then he carried around two belts, and, and it just like like you, there's a reason you unify the belts, right? Yep. Or or don't or just say okay now that now that you're the double champion we're gonna retire this belt or whatever but it's it's just kind of silly just get get them down to one um, and then in relationship they did a unification in uh, New Japan for the IWGP belt and they replaced it with a belt that I think looks stupid um, and that's the belt that Will Osprey has right now and I think it looks dumb. And I wish they would just go back to the IWGP belt because it was gorgeous. It was up there with my favorite of the current belts at the time. AEW, IWGP were, were basically tied. Anyways, that's my commendations and misdemeanors. So. Okay, perfect. So on that note, I think we will start to wrap things up for the wrestling booking unit. Um, unless either of you have anything more to say. Going once, going twice, sold. So we're going to wrap things up. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I've had that going across the bottom down there. Um, if you're following us on uh, Facebook, please, please go over and subscribe to us on YouTube. Even if you don't want to watch it over there or go to the live streams, that little subscription check over there helps us out a lot. If you're listening to us on the podcast, head on over to YouTube, subscribe, follow us on the the uh instagram or the facebook page uh so you get notified there all of that stuff good things there um but you can also check out all of the links in the doobly-doos for our patreon our merch store um all of our social medias all of that stuff down there it's all going to be down there uh there's a link tree with links to all of that stuff merch store merch link is in the bio you can get a shirt like this on order wb police academy you can get Look a hat at you like this. getting orange yeah you can get a hat like this it says fake cops real pro wrestling you can get a scan my boob shirt like da fabe has right over there right um you can get a links in the doobly-doo shirt like jlb has but he's not wearing you can't get Fila. Unfortunately, we don't have any rights to Fila. But yes, you can definitely get Hashtag the link. still not sponsored. Yes. Uh, Apparently, we're sponsored by G Unit because clearly. Right at the bottom. at the bottom. That's only hidden. You could add that up. G Unit. Just notice that. I'm like, hmm. 
You are such a white man. G-Unit! <laughs> G-Unit! Anyways, but you can follow us on the social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. It's right there on the screen there. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find me there on that. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And, then, and I do post sometimes. Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally. You can follow JLB at JLB420 is on Twitter. Real Talk Radio, though, is the brand as always. Um, and that's at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Uh, just some good time. We talk a little bit about everything. Uh, mostly, I'm just going crazy on movie reviews at the moment. But if there's something you want to hear, something you want to talk about, uh, conversation with strangers is a thing um, where I just, you know, we just talk about life and if i don't really know you it's fine it allows me to and everyone to hear what you go through in life sort of ordeal so i think that's kind of interesting and whatnot but yeah real talk radio anchor.fm check it out see what you like see what you don't and uh that is it jlb out um you mentioning movie reviews i do have to have one more commendation because that reminded me uh mm. commendation to uh john cena for suicide squad um because uh he was hilarious at that oh really haven't watched it yet you need you need to watch it um it's 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 actually a fun movie all around this is the new one right the newest one yeah the new okay um i watched old yeah Mm. um it's a fun movie all around um and everything but john cena as the peacemaker the whole concept of it is he's uh he believes in america so much that he's willing to kill for america Hmm. um and there's there's a scene where why don't you eat a bag of dicks and and he's like listen if that entire beach was covered in dicks and i had to eat every single one of them to make to save america i would chow down on each and every dick i could um and it, it was really it's really a funny movie yeah he there. and a uh, you know i was kind of worried when they announced that they're they were doing a tv show based on his character that i was like oh this is just a weird shameless ca- cash grab but he is so entertaining in the movie that i'm now looking forward to the peacemaker tv show so uh but on that note we are going to wrap things up and close the book on the wrestling booking unit um, if you joined us on the live stream, thank you. If you're watching this on replay or listening to it on uh, anchor.fm, um, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us there, but we will see you soon.